0: what's up everybody we are live and it's a real treat for me to have sessions here it's not often i come across a person and they are literally doing everything i wished i was doing but like better in terms of the whole (laughs) vr world and the way you're pushing that forward i mean i don't even normally start with this level of like holy crap this dude's actually doing the things that i think need to be done and laying down that foundation and stuff and before we go anywhere with that i just had to give you your flowers on that because i have come to see how hard it is to convince people this is the hype shit (laughs) and yeah uh, for real you just you're just putting in work in like ecosystem worlds and showing people how it can be done and i think that's really commendable and apparently you made a freestyle record that guinness or whatever was watching for lately which is also kind of fire so you know that's a lot of big wins to
1: start this year off yeah for real. And I mean that's sort of uh something that's been in the works and it was like I didn't even know it was in the works since doing Twitch, like all that broadcasting technology and researching and how to do APIs with Nightbot and all this other stuff just that's just correlated perfectly into this vr thing so it's like it gave me a little bit of a head start you know
0: So we're gonna absolutely get into all that um i do have a bit of a standard start to this that we like to go through and it really does require you letting us know where you start your life the very beginning early days of sessions
1: all right so yeah i mean it's uh you know born in honduras um, I ended up coming at like two, so real young to America. And my dad was looking towards, you know, um, industrial work. So we went to the Midwest, like Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. And then from there, went to Indiana after from like fourth grade to. All right.
0: Trust. We're going to go sophomore. through all that, but that's it. So we know you in the Midwest in the States for my proper opening yep. questions. All right. So this is a bit of a story. And when it lands you can take it away however you want And it all starts off with my girlfriend And she's washing the dishes one time And she's got her phone out And she's playing that Black Eyed Peace song the, I got a feeling ooh. Yeah. She's vibing She's dancing She's doing her thing And I look at her and I start wondering When in the fuck did this song become chores music? Right, Because if you think about this track and you run it back like 10 years, it's like the middle of the night celebration song. Everybody's out. Everybody's yeah. having a wonderful time. And then you know a good decade goes by. The song doesn't really change at all because it's a song. But we change so much as people that the context that we put this song into our lives is now like we're doing chores or we're working out or we're yeah. doing some stuff like that. And we're trying to go back to the happy days, which got me thinking yeah. a lot about the musical journeys that artists go on. And when you watch a lot of these interviews and stuff, you see how everybody kind of starts in this adolescent era. Everybody rushes to, like, yo, I'm like 12 years old and I discovered hip hop over here, or I started writing rhymes when I was like eight or nine or something. And like, it's just kind of yeah. maybe where we start to form our identities and where a lot of it starts to happen. But really, if we think about music, now nah, it goes all the way back to the beginning of time. Like, probably in Honduras, when you popped out in the hospital or whatnot, there were songs playing in that room that a little baby sessions was actually a absorbing and getting a little influence from <laughs> since time and for me it's like yeah. i know when i'm like five years old up in montreal we were in the apartment my dad was obsessed with the music he had the gray boxes the preamp the amp the radio the tape deck all these wires yeah. going out the
1: speakers yeah, He had to eat... turn on seven machines just to get the absolutely speakers
0: going. and then it would sound fly the home surround sound for real <laughs> And it would be like um, He plays like Zeppelin tapes And things like that In the daytime And at night though It was like The techno music Live from the clubs In Montreal And then my mom's though It was more like Discos and musicals And love songs There was a lot of Disneys Things like that And all these yeah. Kind of sounds And vibes And influences Totally shaped me As an adult Way later on Whether I liked it or not Because while I didn't Necessarily want to listen To all of it There was no choice It was what I had to Listen to at that time So with that 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 mr sessions i hope you can bring us back to the youngest sessions that you can remember being and walk us a little bit what it sounded like to be you before you could control what you listened to
1: uh so yeah i mean and then one thing about that man music is actually the only sense that you can't stop you know what i mean you can prevent yourself from tasting stuff you can cover your eyes you can not touch something you know and all them sensations you know the only one that you can't block is music because it reverberates through you So I definitely agree on that, you know, and whether it's, you know, bio changing or, you know, anything mentality wise, like it's changing you physically on things you do to what you might think about. So back in those days, like it's real funny because if I was to put on some 90s music or something from the 80s, it's just real nostalgic, great feeling of back then era. So, I mean, a lot of music was, you know, what I might have heard on the radio, which resonates with me from, you know, sort of the 80s and 90s feel. And I just every time somebody mentions something like I just love sampling and love listening to like 80s, but it's probably because I grew up and subconsciously absorbed it from that era.
0: So were your parents um, were your parents like big into music?
1: not necessarily my dad actually played guitar and sort of messed around with it and i think that's where i got my music influence from but my Mm -hmm. mom didn't she more so she more so like uh like drew a lot so that's where i got the artistic ability from but uh so when you're like dad so, so
0: your mom is is a drawer and you're a young artist and a young musicer
1: yeah like i can draw i can paint and i'm recently starting to get into blender so i can start basically doing 3d of all those skills you know what i mean like the culmination of all these skills have just led up to this moment so it's real nuts and uh you know there's there's there wasn't really much of like um a bunch of spanish music in the history of growing up and all that because of just the situation of my parents working a lot and whatnot but i mean i'd say that a lot of it was americanized music and you know listening to 80s and you know the madonna's and the hall and notes and things like that that just sort of um You know, that's probably the furthest recollection of music that I can think back to. How did you get exposed to it? I think it was just radio mainly and videos. Like, watching videos was a thing where, you know, MTV was just on or anything that we could find was on. So it's like we were sort of, you know, at home and just, you know, like a lot of kids, they grow up with TV as the parent type Ah. thing. And, you know, we just watched a bunch of stuff exposed to a bunch of music videos. And I remember, like, from uh, Macarena to, you know, There's even like some random video of this Jamaican dude that I can't find anywhere. I've searched for it just because of the nostalgia of listening to it back then and not being able to like remember what it was. But there's just, you know, everything from rock to, um, you know, mainly pop culture is what I'd say the majority of my youth was. But, uh, you know, it was like. I had a, a friend in fourth grade that used to be into Metallica, Nirvana, Alice in Chains. So I went through that whole era back in fourth grade and just even, even more so not even like wanting to, I guess, but it was like, because I just was so young, I didn't know any better and he was my best friend. So I was like, all right, really, he, he likes it. So I like it. And, but that gave me the experience of like, you know, watching dazed and confused and just going through this whole, like his dad had a basement with the rock band practice down there and, all types of shit like we used to get on aol around that time and it was like a good era for learning a lot of rock music as facts it was also dominating
0: i think in the pop markets
1: at that point yeah Uh, and it's sort of like uh you know but that that was like so hip-hop was somewhat prevalent for my oldest brother but it wasn't um until later where i started listening to biggie and tupac and all that but so, so you got me thinking, like, now, like, what was it that was really more influential around that time? And all I could really say is what I've seen in movies and pop culture mm. and radio. And Because you... I wasn't, like, digging or I didn't have parents to listen to 70s or soul or anything, you know?
0: Nah, it's, it's, it's interesting because nobody answers this question the same except for the Michael Jackson kids. The Michael Jackson kids, it's the exact same answer. Everyone else is super yeah. different.
1: <laughs> and it's really and that's where I'm from, actually, Elkhart, which is right next to Gary, where Michael's from. I'll say word.
0: That's actually yeah. pretty cool. I don't, I do not know a lot about the Midwest, my U.S.
1: geography is pretty bad. I'll be real, yeah. but I mean, it's it's up at the north side of Indiana, close to Michigan, and then it's okay. like, um, it's right next to Gary, South Bend. So it, I... it really wasn't that bad of a town, and it wasn't even a city; it was like a town. Right. But Gary was pretty bad, and you know, South Bend was pretty gangster. Uh, that... I mean, from what I knew, but right.
0: And so, when you were young, did you want to sing or draw? Like uh, you said, your dad was playing guitar
1: and no not really i mean i i didn't get into it till like um 17. okay so what were you yeah so
0: so hold on just thanks for the raid Zamanel. and uh what were you up to when you were young then like did you have any passions
1: i did but it wasn't really like it was just drawing and it was like um, i was really good in art class and drawing in general so i used to do that a lot but it wasn't as much as my brother might have And I didn't really, uh, it was more so drifting a lot than it was any kind of passions or habits or hobbies that I Mm. did or I didn't sit in my room and draw all the time. I just mainly was socializing, you know, real hyper, uh, just not really staying put and just doing a lot of different activities outside and just sort of running amok on the streets type of thing. Fair, but it was also a time
0: where that's what you did right? Like, yeah, it was kind of, that's
1: what made the experiences or made person, you know, shape my personality.
0: Like I, I like I'm born in 87. So like, I definitely have a lot of memories of the nineties where you would just like go to the park and meet random Mall. people and like wherever it was. And then you would just meet the same people. Cause you would all like whoever was in the hood would go to the same place. And that, that was Facebook yeah. back
1: then. <laughs> really? And I mean, it's, it's crazy because the next generations are really not going to get that unless, you know, unless things were somewhat like, I don't know, the internet is and the world of being on web is pretty much going to be how all these kids grow up, and going outside is going to be so rare. As far as having those experiences and being roughed up or, you know, scraping your knees from skateboarding and all that shit. is just like, I, I'm picturing I that as not being so. I, I
0: totally picture it, but add the, for the gram or the talk after it. Cause you're know, like, I wildly be in the park right now. Like we, we started this thing last summer and you see kids yeah. in the park. Cause they need to be in the park for TikTok, Like, it's kind of weird but being an influencer of the desire to create this content may force a lot of people back outside (laughs) and socializing in the most weirdly circular way of it
1: (laughs) and i mean the thing that sucks is they're not just you know uh compassion and empathy are created from sort of being bored and daydreaming Mm. so it's like if you're not really doing that in the sense of you know going out there because you have nothing else to do and start making up games and start making up, you know, wilding out and being riled up off of the energy of a kid, then you're going to be focused on doing this TikTok video. So in a sense, it takes away from that sort of boredom of, you know, just not having anything to do. And then again, like, it's better than being, you know, on the streets and in a city scape, you know, cause again, I grew up in a town. So it was so, so boring that all we had to do was try to find shit to do, you know? And then obviously that could lead you into some bad shit, like doing drugs and fucking sitting around smoking weed and shit. But
0: yeah, that's fair. I mean, uh, I grew up in a city, so it was a little different. I was just I was in cadets for most of high school, so it was a lot of activities and just nonstop. Like yeah. my weeks was full, but it was all in real life. And
1: I don't know. But I mean, were were they extracurricular or yeah. were they just like activities? that were like, part of school, right?
0: No, no. It was uh so cadets is like this like thing that's like the army for teenagers oh yeah okay and like you would just like like rotc
1: um, that's what they have in america i think
0: yeah but it's not like it's, it's like ran by the military but it's completely a civilian thing and like yeah you don't know you just learn to march just and started like training
1: thing. you up to and getting getting you familiar with all that and yeah most but at least of like, it kept you busy
0: yeah a lot of busy and so like for me, I was never bored like it is, but I've heard the small town version is you get wildly bored and it's a super yeah. different experience than what I grew up with. But I think both our experiences had a lot of legitimate like value that trains character that I I can understand the fear with the internet. But then they're getting like hella cool marketing skills and weirdly are less. Celebrity driven and more collective driven these days, which I know doesn't yeah. seem to be the case, but there's a lot more community happening in what they're doing than what we did. So.
1: Pros and I mean, and cons. I won't say it in a dystopian, I won't say it in a dystopian or a con sense. All I'm saying is just it, it won't be the same, you know, like we uh, grew up in an era where it was obviously nothing, no, no, not as much technology, but of course it's going to just develop to what it does. And all you
0: have to do I is like, stop it. if you ever read Hunter S. Thompson shit, you can see what it fucking used to be. And it's almost like, damn, we missed out on some wild shit that was super fun yeah. because cameras. For real. And now we just, we, yep. just, we have the camera era. So, so fair yeah. enough. So When did you, um, I guess, discover hip-hop?
1: So it was actually in there was a real vivid memory of discovering it from my boy Jay Speaks when I first got down here to Florida. So, again, I was Midwest, um, Wisconsin, Indiana, up from fourth grade to junior, sophomore year. And then from there, came down to Florida at like 15, 16. And then um, when I started high school, it was like – closer to January instead of August when we first got down. So when I got there, I was just sort of, you know, idling. And one way I would start making friends is be like, yo, you smoke weed. And then, you know, add. <laughs> and then one day they'd be like, you know, I'd, and it might not have been the best people to befriend, but they were my type of people that weren't like, you know, yuppie, normal type, you know, I don't know, that's just how I was. And I was always chilling with those type of people that love hip hop and whatnot. So, um, you know, at 17, I seen this click or I seen this one dude who I met through one of my science classes and he introduced me to the click and we used to start chilling and whatnot. And then one day after a few times we chilled, I went up to my, this one dude who turned into my best friend, Jay speaks. And I was like, what are you listening to on his CD player? And, um, back when there's Walkmans and shit. And he ended up, uh, telling me it was himself. And I was like, Oh word, let me hear it. So he just showed it to me and it was, um, Jay speaks the lethal injection. And so after that, um, it was when I started writing, and first off, making beats on Fruity Loops, and then I started writing after I got good at, you know, I was naturally good at making beats. Um, but like the first influence of hip hop was around twelve, thirteen. Though, when I think back, it was like Biggie, Tupac, and all these different CDs that were coming out. Um, but yeah, writing and creating music was at seventeen with, you know, Fruity Loops. So you hear, so you met
0: the dude. He's like, I am listening to myself. That hits you hard enough that you are like, fucked out.
1: I am gonna make yeah. beats
0: and then you just start no, it was
1: more so i was i was like what the fuck listening to yourself and it was dope because i've heard other hip-hop and he was on sort of like that nas lyrical type shit at the time and you know when um when i used to go chill at his house is when i started seeing he was making his own beats on a computer with the closet slide door and he'd just go in the booth right there and it was just like oh shit this is pretty dope and it wasn't something that like it was more so out of curiosity of him doing it all himself that it's like maybe i can figure it out and do it so i ended um. up getting this like really wonky computer nothing big but it did what it needed to and i sat there and make beats and my mom used to just take it because i had speakers and it was just like figuring it out making these like uh clink clank type beats and shit but it ended up you know it ended up being something natural where i had a rhythm i had a natural curiosity to sample weird shit like I had a CD. I'd go to the library or wherever it was and just buy some uh, weird-ass CDs and I'd sample like Disney's greatest hits and then I'd turn something from Beauty and the Beast into like uh, some just looping crazy parts and just making shit up that I didn't even know what I was doing, but it ended up being something cool because I just sort of naturally had an act for it.
0: Actually, that's pretty fucking wild. I never thought about the idea of hitting up the library before, but yo, the library's actually have crazy fucking rent a cd catalogs even to I'm this saying, day bro, to this day they the still
2: library
1: do the library is you know one of the it, it's the only place that has the most stories you know what i mean Ooh. whether it's uh whether it's levels literally or books and stories but um it's it's basically just you know a free powerhouse of knowledge and if people really went to it the same way as the internet and really sat there and studied it, it would hit you differently obviously of facts. I
0: mean, you know. I, never, I don't really think of it a lot, but as a, a t- young person, my mom was, like, super into the library. Like, she even used to volunteer at the kids' library type thing. So, like, it was just a huge part of my, like, adolescence. In fact, the only way I had access to the internet before we got it at home was to book an hour at the library. Yep. And then you could sit there yep. and, like, go on have a hotel or meet Coke Studios or whatever. Because I was on that shit as a teenager. And I was AOL like, fuck AOL chat it.
1: is what I used to hit up a lot.
0: And, like, um... Yeah. And then, but the books, and there was a lot of culture too. Like, they used to have courses and shit at the libraries where I'm at. Like, it was, it's like a wild, or I did karate at a library one time.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's awesome, man. It's like the library is like, that was similar to also uh, going to like uh, grocery stores and reading the magazine aisles and sitting there fucking studying the source, Double XL, the source, and all these different ones that I just sit there and read. That's
0: dope, stills and so like you're like 17 uh what what year are you 17 like what what's that, like the early 2000s or is that still the 90s
1: uh that was like 2002 or 3 cuz i was born in 85 so right. okay so it's like or, a couple of years apart somewhere yeah. around that yeah um i started like high school in 2000
0: <laughs> and then i finished yeah. in 05 so i'm at 87 but it's also canada so yeah. it's a little different whatever so early 2000s I'm all we'll say, three, so um and so you're in that point, I guess. Fruity Loops and all this, the the home studio stuff is a little more accessible at this point too, not like yep. fully accessible but.
1: or not necessarily, yeah. But it was like I at least had you know the first it was the computer and then I started getting like uh, you know honestly I used to record myself with the first first one was actually MTV Music Generator uh, number two on PlayStation. Oh, it worked
3: no yeah. but i swear
0: they i was just talking to somebody in the uk who is who is telling me about a few people have like we call them playstation yeah. rappers because it's
1: yep. it's dope that like it's what you had and it's the only like quickest accessibility to making beats and it gave you the loops and you would just arrange them and i think you could chop them i didn't really get into it all that much but i mean even my boy jk1 that supplied the beats for the world record he was telling me that was the, one of the first influences too back then but it was a MTV music generator. And then I would take a cassette player, you know, the one that were like sort of long and you'd hit the play stop here, put in the tape and it had the speaker on top of it type of cassette player. And it was, uh you know, what I used to use to listen to the beat next to the TV and record myself rapping. And then shit like that is what I was doing at the time just because I didn't really have any equipment, you know. And obviously there was equipment available, but I just didn't have a job or money to buy the shit. So I was just doing what I could. And limitlessness or, you know, being limited creates and harvests, you know. What's that saying? Like being limited just makes more creativity.
0: Right. So nah, I hear that a lot. Like I've heard stories of the old days and even having to describe it. But it also the thing like to me it shows is you really want it if you're willing to do it regardless of the circumstances whereas if you're kind of bougie about it it makes me question a little bit how badly you really want it because the the toolbox paradigm is a real thing where you like kind of wait for the perfect equipment to start a journey rather than just start and figure it out as you go like i lost a lot of money buying gear i didn't need before i started my journey exactly
1: and that's another thing you'll buy something you don't know you don't need and then it's like You know, obviously you figure it out, but um, back to like the story at 17, I was making the beats and then I, me and my boy Jay Speaks were sort of creating music together. And then I had found a job at Nature's Food Patch, which is like an organic restaurant that introduced me to a whole world of food and what they put in it and shit. But one of my boys that I worked with introduced me to another rapper, Life Lakai, and we ended up chilling and I brought Speaks over there. We all met and we created a music video called Riding Avenues. And you can find it on uh youtube ryden avenues feature inc and that ended up catapulting us into a group and we called it feature inc because my boy just jokingly said yo i got the name what if we uh when you see it on the marquee outside of the club that we're performing at it'll say featuring feature inc and it was just him sort of rapping and coming up with that so we went with it because it was like we are featuring each other's inks while being independent artists Mm -hmm. in one group type thing so, uh, we came up, Hold with, on. you know, how did you guys songs. make
0: this video? They were telling like early two thousands, y'all made a music video. Like that's not a small yeah. feat. Like that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. I actually signed up for a video program for free for the city of Clearwater, which they would let you go into this classroom. They would teach you and then you were able to rent the equipment after you completed the course. So I had a, you know, a big DV camera. And it was like one of those ones where you'd rent it every like, you know, you'd get it once every month or whatever. And I, it took me like a year of renting it just to finish getting all the footage in order to chop it up and then make the video. So it was crazy. But I ended up getting it done. And then, uh, wow. you know, I used to and it let you fill in a slot in the schedule of any time you wanted. And the only one that was like available at the time was like three to five in the morning. So I just put that video on repeat. And I remember people telling me stories of them coming home from the club and seeing the video on at three in the morning and shit. And they're like, yo, that was you guys. And it was just crazy how it sort of spread around the area because of that. And, you know, it was, uh, doing a bunch of shows, you know, we did open up, uh, for, we found a guy that let us sell tickets and we started opening up for, you know, Slaughterhouse, uncle cracker, head PE, um, you know, uh, Cut Calhoun from Tech Nines Click and all these people that come into town. If we sold the tickets, we'd open up, you know what I mean? And be able to like, we were opening up, but if we sold tickets, that's how we made money. Right. And ultimately, those type of shows are building up the momentum and just always killing it with our shows. Our live shows was our best feature. And that ended up getting us a good name in the area.
0: So you went from leveraging local community resources, which arguably... of us have not even one time googled what local
1: resources are available to us let's be <laughs>
0: fucking real so you leverage yeah, that bro. to
1: like i was even thinking just now i was like local resources. Yeah man my dog knows what he's talking about
0: <laughs> and i'm like so you sit there and you do that you, you which gives you a music video and then you played that on tv or i didn't know how did that yeah. work out like there was like a public
1: because because i did the course it was a public yeah, video okay. program you could just go and like uh you know it's teaching kids how to use right. medias and this and that
0: and then after and so you... they
1: would let you sign a slot of when you would play the video that you got done editing and you could make a show you could make this but all i had was a music video so i just put it on repeat for the two hour slot or whatever so that's like
0: because i just watched wayne's world so that's like what wayne's world did with their public access tv in a sense
1: and you did that so
0: it's two hours of your one music video looping over and over again Well,
1: well there's actually also another video that we actually fucked around and wore some uh do rags on our face and made like this stupid ninja video type fighting dumbass shit where we were just high doing some dumb shit but it was that plus the music video but um yeah that was on repeat for a long time and uh for at least like i forget what it was maybe a few months and then it would play on the slot that i assigned it and i just stopped going back to doing it but that was my first experience with doing videos because i was always the guy you know the the engineer the beat maker The videographer, you know, I didn't really have camera experience, but now I know all that. And it's like, I've always been this well-rounded, creative type dude, even with music being my number one. But because I had the drawing skill before that, you know.
0: Yo, all of that's really impressive and interesting. I mean, you basically like I've never heard of I've never heard anybody pull a move like that to then unlock the next chapter where you leveraged fucking public television and i'm like that's a wild thought okay like that's that's cool um
1: and it was almost like it, it was something that i just was doing because i loved it and i knew it was i just went I, a lot of my life has been sort of like you know letting my letting the randomness of going into the unknown lead me to what i'm supposed to go to type thing you know and, then, and that's sort of what that happened to be was i was like coming back from the beach or something and i seen public you know access tv or whatever and i went in there and i'm like what is this place and so the things like that is how it happens to be where i wasn't like planning to leverage it it just it happened to be that and it turns out in retrospect to look like that so it's like it is dope how things work out but it's always been the natural curiosity of just you know wanting to figure shit out that's led me to a lot of things which is honestly super valuable
0: knowledge nugget mentality um like if you think about they say, say yes, as opposed to say no, like find yes people. And that's just taking like a say yes approach to life. Cause a lot of people might've looked at that and said, who the fuck gonna watch it at three to five in the morning, you know, backed out kind of thing. And usually that's how the story goes, but it's incredible that you took that route and then it resulted into opening for a whole bunch of people probably earlier than you would have got that opportunity.
1: Yep. And I mean, it was like, like I said, some of the rappers that I'd meet later on, would we'll be like, hold on, are you, are you featuring the ones
2: that used to play? Oh, man, I used to see y'all's video coming home from the club at three in the morning from Ebor. And,
1: you know, it's like a lot of people were actually inspired by that that I never knew was it reaching out to them. You know what I mean? Like from St. Pete to Palm Harbor to wherever around Clearwater area is like that gave us our little light to be noticed. And then we started doing our own shows first off. And like I said, then it turned into people seeing our dope show. And our energy live and then they started being like yo you can open up for these people if you sell tickets and blah 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 so um now to continue on after that after you know the group was sort of you know pretty good and we kept building up momentum but then it would die off from us slack in a few months build it up again and die off so a lot of us were like chiefs that didn't want to listen and uh, you know i was also trying to get everybody gathered up but it was sort of like you know everybody was just doing their thing so eventually i ended up saying yo you guys want to do this show and they're like no so i ended up going by myself and i have this song called "Trainwreck." it's on my soundcloud and that show that one song is the only one i did that day but i did it right before a bunch of rock bands went on and the band right after me was a three-piece that didn't have a local they didn't have a singer so ended up watching their show right after me and then the, I'm like, yo, man, I would love to like I, I didn't say this to them, but in my mind watching them, I was like, they don't even have a singer, man. That'd be dope if I sang for them, because I love rock, too. Mm. And so right after the show, when they were done, they end up coming up to me and saying, yo, we love that train wreck song. You want to consider rehearsing with us? Yeah. And I was like, bro, I was thinking the same thing, bro. I want to be all singing. Let's do this. So we started it and it was uh, 2012. It was like a heavy rock band with like screaming, singing, rapping. But it wasn't like uh you know sc- suicide or it wasn't like these fucking like all screaming type songs but it was some heavy shit and we were together for like five years
0: that's dope
1: it's pretty dope yeah so so that gave me a whole another experience from doing hip-hop shows to doing live rock shows and like screaming at the top of your lungs to release all the weak stress type shit and so you just kind of pivoted into a whole different
0: genre and ran that situation
1: yeah and it was like my boys knew that that was who i was but it was like it was also the fact that everybody was just not really concentrating i was sort of tired of trying to gather everybody up so i'm like then fuck y'all i'm gonna do my thing and then i'm gonna find myself and at the time it wasn't you know like it was just more so fuck y'all because and in a friend type of way not like a really let's break up thing it was just and then that ended up turning into speaks and Hagen lee doing their thing it's called the white album and they ended up uh, getting pretty big off of that, doing a bunch of shows and going to hip hop uh, in St. Pete and creating a scene down there. And I was in the rock like, space with a bunch of shows that I was doing with other rockers and shit and going to the other other side of town where all the rockers rock at like, Newport Ritchie and other places. So it was like, deep down, I wanted to be with the hip hop side of things, but this was also just where I was finding some other aspect of what I love too. So it just, it, it didn't, bother me too much but it was like damn it was like torn between both worlds of hip-hop and rock yeah i can appreciate that a lot um what what's okay
0: since you've done like both what would you say like the main difference between rock and hip-hop crowds are
1: uh that um with rock crowds they're more they're uh more into the music and they're not um embarrassed to sort of showcase it and express that side you know what i mean and it's not embarrassment on the hip-hop side but it's more so the pretentious pompous attitude of acting like they're better than other people where they don't have to move and dance because they're too cool for that type shit
0: so you're saying like rock people just have a more fun show because they can get over themselves a bit more and rappers be like wildly
1: stiff and it's not that fun yeah exactly and they're just acting like you know Oh, well, you know, I'm here to do a show, so I'm not going to stand in the crowd and show support because, uh, you know, this is, you know, I'm the artist in this bitch, you know, type thing is what I've always felt it to be. Now, there is a bunch of people that I clicked with and we all showed love to each other, but a lot of people would just come this do is, their show. and it then absolutely an
0: yeah. indie scene everywhere problem. Yeah, uh, exactly. You're talking about Montreal so, as much as you're talking about New York yeah. as much you're talking about everywhere.
1: Yep. And so, I mean, in general, that's where I was, you know, categorizing it with hip-hop and rock, and I'm sure that the scene is the same everywhere, but in uh, in my experiences, the rock was more fun because people were uh, apt to open up, you know, and just be cool and not really have any type of ego in that sense that, you know, there were some rock bands that were like that, but still, it was a lot more fun, mosh-pitting, you know, everybody just wilding out, showing a little fun and no real fights and jealousy and type fake gangster shit you know mm, that's fair um
0: that's an interesting distinction i haven't been to enough local rock shows to know the difference
1: between the crowds because go to them bro it's like you'll 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 be welcomed in and no matter what you look like it's sort of like you know it's just, I, ha- I had a, it's a, a some dope people
0: i had a little run where i ended up doing one track uh with a rock band and it was fire. It's one of my favorite songs. And so they just yeah. got me to come perform it with them. So it was like five or six shows I did where I would just like go do the track with them. And I did notice the vibe was fun, but it was hard for me to compare because it's probably the same people in the crowd at both shows, to be honest hip hop. And money. like it's, it's a really, like the local scene is kind of condensed like that where the fans of the music are the fans of the music. It's not so sort of genre specific, it's the artists that are genre specific. Yeah, exactly. Basically, you were doing the rock band thing and you found it more inclusive than the hip-hop side of things where people might have egos and shit um when Mm -hmm. it came down to making music were y'all like recording tracks and stuff in the rock band like was it in that route? or because i know like a lot of bands can just be in a situation where they perform and they get entire careers where they don't necessarily need to go down a studio route so like were you were y'all like i guess making projects and whatnot
1: yeah i mean we ended up doing um a show and well we ended up doing a few shows i'm going to send you a link right now in the chat that's going to be towards uh the rock band that you know up to you if you wanted to play it but we can um, totally play that so this is uh hold on put it in the chat so this is suicide. uh this is a show at blur this show we ended up doing made uh like a thousand twelve hundred dollars or something because we had the sponsor money by asking a few companies to sponsor it and then we'd put them on the flyer put a banner up we had like a tattoo truck in the back had some food people there had uh, a couple of shops the restaurant me and my guitarist worked that sponsored us and all this shit so it's like we ended up making the money to create the album which is a five song ep that i'm also going to share with you and that song that album was done at red room records in uh, tampa so that ended up being like a really good um you know album that showcases all of our skill but um besides that it just it didn't work out because the drummer ended up quitting but in general yeah that album is uh you know one of my uh, you know I, I feel good about that album but it's nothing that anybody knows about you know
2: and by the way now the audio on there the is going to be really the,
1: really uh, messed uh, up too as well
2: it's a Love 2010 you youtube video yeah, i'm grateful it exists i know right pictures and beer and liquor and that's uh, tj that moves, you know, right?
1: dizzy is on the bass right, so and kramer on the drums
0: Ooh, that's a lot of people that were here the last time. Respect.
1: For real, it was pretty dope, man.
2: I'm gonna
1: actually go live as well, like I said. Fair. I won't be able to go live, because then you'll see I'd have to change my screen and all that. Fair. Oh, this is cool. Oh, look
0: at you go, eh? Yeah, that is definitely a whole different vibe.
1: Yeah. Back
2: when I had hair down to here.
1: Oh snap, that's why you weren't showing up. Cause when you asked me, you asked me to do this show, I forgot to hit the follow.
2: Mm.
0: That's fair. Um, My logistics game is not that on point in terms of all that normal stuff people do to try hard to keep that shit on lock. But thanks for the follow sessions.
2: <laughs> I get pissed off instantly.
0: It's wildly different than the hip-hop shit, but I like this a lot. I thought it
1: heavy. All right, I'm gonna check that other link. Yeah, so that was the uh, live version which shows how, you know, the shows were for me as far as, you know, just being able to sort of just let everything out. Mmm, chocolate.
0: Cool. Appreciate Thanks. it. Appreciate you, Ismail. Yo, Ismail is the great connector.
1: Yeah, man. He was. He was always around everywhere.
2: Bro, this is
0: like bringing me to my new metal days.
1: Yeah, for real. That's the biggest influence for me is new metal. Man, nah, Lincoln
0: Park, when I'm like 12 and shit, is the greatest thing yeah. i ever heard. Exactly.
2: exactly. One big explosion. As I float into the dark
1: abyss, my body becomes lifeless. I wish I could slow down Just to tell you why I'm like this
0: I must be like yeah. I'm gonna pause it I'm gonna go back to interview a bit That
1: was fucking... Yeah, no problem But yeah, that was just to give you a taste As to like what the rock style was like You know, so it allowed me to One thing that it was the whole time when I was with the rock band, I got to say that I wasn't as comfortable as when I'm doing hip hop. Mm. But that's also what's led me to be, you know, doing what you're uncomfortable with is going to build your character, you know?
0: Do you know what made you uncomfortable with that? Like, in terms of, like, what it was?
1: Yeah, it was just, like, not, not knowing how to, I guess, execute and write. Um, because i always just wanted to rap now there's nothing wrong with rap but me as an artist wanted to figure out what i could do to find my identity with rock so i didn't want to just rap on every song so i was trying to sing and i was trying to like know you know when you hear rockers like any band in general they sort of grew up with just rock so they know how to land when they're doing the vocals and when to leave space when to do this and that in a sense not to say that they know when because you just sort of create it and it happens but I just was thinking about it too much because of how I'm used to writing and trying to fill in as many words as I can. So it was sort of a challenge to the point where I ended up, uh, you know, just having my my uh, bassist would just write sort of free writing, crazy, you know, very emotional, intricate type thoughts. And I just read those to the, to the music they were playing. So it helped me without having to sort of write. And then I sort of created songs by adding a melody to free writing. So it really actually sort of helped my writing style in a sense, and figuring out how to how to apply lyrics without sitting there getting stuck with creator's block type
0: thing. Yeah, so you're basically, yeah. with the band, it's a little bit stiffer. Um, you got you end up learning to work with other people's writing, which is super interesting because yep. not a lot of rappers would do that. So that's a whole other vibe. Um, yeah, and. I guess uh, at what point do you kind of migrate away from? Also, do you do any kind of touring? Are you going anywhere like interesting with it or is it all like local or stuff?
1: Yeah, I mean, the majority, the only tour I ever did was with, um, you know who Kosher Dills is? Actually, I do know who
0: Kosher Dills is. Oh, you do? Yeah, I ended ended up, yeah, I do know
1: him. I ended up uh, where he somehow got in contact with my boys through somebody else. And we ended up doing a tour with him from Miami, then Tampa, then Orlando. So it wasn't like a tour, but it was at least traveling. And, you know, that was the most touring we did, but everything was local with the hip hop band featuring mm-hmm. again with uh, Universal. It was 2012. And then uh, since we started around 2009, we knew 2012 was coming up and it might've did something as far as, you know, we should have stuck with the name because I liked it, but we changed it to Universal. And, um, you know, after that whole rock phase,
0: So Um, you did the uh, the tour with Kosha
1: Dills with the rock band? Oh, no, my bad. All right. So with the Feature Inc., I did a tour, and that was the only experience I had. But, no, we stayed local with uh, the rock band pretty much. Right. Um, We might have done, like, a show in Newport Rich or somewhere further than we normally do, but it's all local, no out-of-state or anything. And just so
0: y'all know, Kosha Dills is a wildly interesting artist. I know that he's unapologetically Jewish. And he is all over New York City. If you follow him on Instagram, yeah. like he just like he'll be like, They paid me to do a bagel sponsorship. So watch me rack about fucking bagels to people and like I swear that yeah. happened earlier like last year and so like he's a really interesting character. And that's pretty cool.
1: I actually you know, it was like um one of them things where we were very wild and rambunctious to where we didn't really click the whole drive there and we had to drive with him, so it was like you know, we were just wilding out and drinking, you know, Like, I would be drinking in the back and then, you know, it'd be like, yo, can you not drink with an open bottle? You know, it was just like that type of thing where he was just very, you know, not as wild as we were. So it ended up being a little bit of bumping heads, but it was still a cool experience in general, though. Right. And uh, so back to like with the rock band, it ended up breaking up because of the drummer and he was very neurotic. And I had my first daughter at that time where it ended up making him sort of think that I wasn't going to be rocking enough, weren't going to be able to do enough. So we ended up breaking up, and around that time, I was just doing sort of the family thing and trying to find myself, but it ended up leading me down to like um an escapism route of doing drugs and stuff, and nothing too hard, nothing too crazy, but just spending too much and just you know not being responsible because of right. you know thinking that the thinking that the life that I was about to go towards was going to take me away from my passion and shit so, so I was a lot interesting of like turmoil.
0: that you say maybe it's not the hardest stuff but you can still go too much and go too hard with not the hardest stuff
1: which is a good point that a lot of people might overlook like what i mean is that when i did the drugs and it's not to justify it it's just from i guess more so myself i know that i didn't lose control to where i was selling my mom's tv and you know going out and trying to steal and you know thieve and shit but i was just not doing what i was supposed to so and then ended up uh causing a lot of trip trouble and whatnot for a good like five years and if you're familiar with the whole pandemic with bills and shit, that's sort of what it was. So it's like just, you know, something that would make me want to, uh, I would do it to work more, but then I needed to work more to get the money to, you know, so it became this vicious cycle type thing. And, you know, uh, went through a whole thing with that turmoil and whatnot, where, you know, I kept trying to battle that as well as balance life and being a father, and then also trying to be in the rock band and it was good for a while, but then it just stopped. And so a couple of years go by, and I didn't have any studio equipment or anything to express. And I started watching um, Dub Effects on YouTube. Okay. And it ended up inspiring me Dub to want to. Dub
0: Effects. I'm not sure I know what that he's, is. He's
1: like a looper. Um, okay. Effects, you know, he does effects with like a bass pedal and guitar pedal and stuff. Okay. okay. And it ended up. He ended up like uh, doing a video where mainly all of his videos were busking in New- in uh, Europe, just traveling around, busking like a gypsy type thing, and so that ended up inspiring me to want to buy that same looper, the RC five hundred five, which I have right here, and I've had it since two thousand fifteen. I bought that looper and I just set up on the streets in Dunedin with a table, a mic, speaker, and my looper, and freestyled, you know, on the streets. And that's what i wanted to do like it was genuinely in my gut i wanted to go freestyle to change people's mentality i just had a vision of being on the streets and then doing that in saint pete in the middle of like a first ab or something and people walking by going to work in a business suit and then hopefully i would change their opinion for that day of being in a better mood or just you know wanted to shake people up type thing so, so you, that was the start of side so you're track. saying
0: that like quite literally you got hit by this vision To hit the streets in a literal capacity with a loop machine before everybody's a loop machine person and bring joy to people on their mundane lives and shit on some true like
1: altruistic mission shit. Yeah, that's exactly what it was because I was so focused before that before having my kid. I was so focused on trying to make it be famous monetary value and all that stuff to where it almost was like something that shook me out of that place and took me in a better direction is how I look at it now, instead of the regret of how I used to escape that idea. Mm. And um, so that's sort of what led me to this whole path, because doing that sidetracked, I, I realized I was very sporadic, very attention deficit to where sidetrack sort of explains that it's too, it's like a double entendre and sidetracked is me being sidetracked with not Focusing and drifting and also sidetracking pedestrians into a better mood, you know, for that moment in time
0: And uh, so sidetracked is the project where you on the street with a loop machine freestyling and it's, it's, yeah. like, effectively busking
1: it... it was uh this right here that logo the yeah. white one. I don't know if that's on on a Yo, It's Mark... a picture of like me standing in the streets. You know what I mean? Basically sidewalk sidetracked yeah, that's fire
0: stills and you would do that all day or
1: like no nah, i mean I, my my idea was to try to just show up in random spots around the city and try to make an app that was going to allow you to find where i was and my idea was like catch me if you can and uh you know if i post up on this street i'll be here for an hour and there would be like a notification like oh shit Seth's down the block let's go get him or you know and hopefully start a block party and then if not then i'd back up and go somewhere else and you try to meet me there for anybody who's close to that area
0: so you wanted to make an app that did you how did that go
1: no i mean it it, it obviously was like way too much for me to do it but i mean i could now possibly you know just have a developer make it and i might actually continue that idea because honestly i would love to still do it but then you know to continue the story unless you had any questions about it
0: i mean i was that's pretty straightforward i mean i think it's a fire idea and and actually pretty brilliant marketing and
1: whatnot so no i don't really have more questions though It's just cool. And I mean, so, so sidetrack started from just buying that looper and practicing it. I didn't really delve into this thing for a whole nother year or so, but still, um, I had that and then, you know, doing a few shows was really dope. But then the idea of having to pack up all my equipment and go out to the streets was like a little cumbersome. And I, I had a girlfriend at the time who her brother just went to TwitchCon because there were streamers, and I was like, oh shit, TwitchCon, that shit must be getting big. Twitch, you know, I heard about it, but I didn't really pay any attention at all. And so around 2019 in September, I told myself I'm going to force myself to learn streaming. So I did a sidetrack 70X, which was 70 streams in 70 days from September 23rd to December 1st. And then on December 1st, 2019, I started Twitch. Okay. So... You did wait. You did the streams before that, or that was the start of the. Uh, I did days? seventy seventy shitty type of practice, making all my mistake streams on Facebook. Okay, okay, okay. You can okay. find that. You can find that on Facebook or YouTube, and it's uh, sidetrack seventy X. But it's a lot of BS, a lot of mistakes, a lot of just like, what the hell is this doing? You know.
0: But that's super
1: interesting still, because a
0: that was before like Facebook would have fucked up your whole life for streaming like that. But yeah. also the fact that you went to like a lesser platform in a sense to practice before moving into the big boys is so interesting i never would have thought to do that actually i just was
1: like and and it forced me to one the work ethic two, you know streaming whether i felt like it or not and sometimes i didn't and then uh three it just allowed me to make all my mistakes and learn and research what other equipment i needed what type of connection i needed what i needed for you know like i said night bot or this and that like i started I was working on my Twitch stream for a good two years at my telemarketing job on the computer for my work. So I was working while I was working, adjusting my panels, adjusting my graphics, changing the information, messing around with this, adding Nightbot and figuring out what this does. So like two years of researching has got me to the point where I, you know, really know broadcasting now. That is, that's really dope. Um,
2: Appreciate
1: it.
0: I I'm, I'm, I'm always impressed by people who are willing to take that effort to go through and teach themselves the stuff, but Zamanel, yeah, had the question, what exactly
1: did you loop? So it would be like, at that time I had a program called drum pads 24 and it's a basic app. You can just have assigned loops and it was real simple. So I would hook that up to my auxiliary into my looper. And then I would practice making beats with that and then i would also beatbox and stuff but i really wasn't as confident in beatboxing the loop and i wanted to be like dub effects with an effects pedal of some kind to mess with my voice and use my voice as an instrument but um i never really attained that until re- later on and even now i still don't loop as much as i want to but um i have a in a mpc that i could make you know beats with right now and just start looping and whatnot but um ultimately yeah it was uh mainly just putting a beat on through a tablet or something in the auxiliary cord and freestyle into it on the streets.
0: That's, and and
1: how did that go? Like, was the reaction dope? Um, the first show that I did, I ended up getting a $50 tip because this dude was walking by and he was like, yo, Danita needs this shit, man, keep doing it. And then other people would be like, where's the hat at? Where's your tip hat? And then I'd just be freestyling this stuff about random stuff or just making shit up and, I did a few shows where I'd bring some guests with me and like my boy um um fuck is his name. Well, first one of them was DJ Hurley, he brought his guitar and we'd loop and freestyle like that. And another one was my my dude um Irv, Irv the villain, and he ended up playing piano and stuff and we'd loop it and it was just it was really like a few sparse moments of doing that sidetrack thing, but that gave me the experience and it embarrassed me enough to sort of learn, you know, just that's really what I've gone through this whole time with broadcasting sidewalk freestyling and even just, you know, anything on Twitch is just sucking up that embarrassment and just really turning that into confidence, you know?
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: That one, that one I can relate to. It is a lot of awkward moments in this or a lot of And it's, it's just you by yourself right there in that room. It's like, yeah, the people are on, on the other side of the camera, but you have to deal with the, your embarrassment of, all right, do I show that I'm embarrassed or do I play this off and do something else to make it fun? Or, you know, it's on you. It's in your own mind that you have to conquer. Or especially when you have to do live tech support
0: on your yourself yeah. or somebody else <laughs> with an audience in front of you and you're like, yeah. uh... And then... You're like, uh,
2: check the output. And then you, Is I it c- plugged
0: in? a certain point, I don't know. I guess I got used to it and I'm no longer worried about it. But it, there, was, yeah. uh, there was a or minute... Or you make
1: it fun, you know? It seems like you do that where you like you just make it fun and brush it off like it ain't shit. Yeah, I try to just
0: roll with the self-aware awkwardness of it like, well, yeah. this is what everyone feels like world. We all suffer exactly.
1: together. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I think people come to it for because, you know, when I freestyle there's like especially the beginning of my Twitch and the whole September to December Facebook thing, there's a lot of whack shit on there, you know what I mean, but I left it up because just to show people that if you were to persist and practice then you could get to a better level to where i feel like i'm at now you know
0: absolutely and i i really believe that i did that with my all the, we used to do album reviews and i don't know that i want to watch my old album reviews because it's exactly. probably real cringy <clears throat>
1: real yeah cringy. And that's why i don't even watch my shit i'm just like oh what the fuck man that shit and, but then it's like i leave it up just to show people this is i went through this so you don't have to you know what i mean?
0: Or even just the journey, right? Because there's the other side of it. There's a good chance that everyone is going to have to go through their version of that, right? Even if it's like yep. the tech issues, fine, we solved that. There's still the, it just, you have to put the work into all learning whatever comes yeah. with the journey. And chances are you're bad at it until you're not bad at it.
1: And that's what everybody needs to remember. Um, you know, an expert started as a beginner and it was all the failures that made him better, him or her and ultimately you know people stop themselves because of the doubt or so then they just don't want to deal with the failure but the ones that make it are the ones that kept jumping back up
0: yeah and then it's also the other thing that you said that was the other big thing that stops people is when they don't feel like it and they give in too much to that feeling because yeah every now and yep. again you do need a little bit of rest and recreation but Like, yo, a lot of times you don't feel like streaming, but if you give in to that. You have
1: to, if you got a schedule and if you got people that are looking forward to it, even if it's one person. That's it. And then
0: otherwise, like, also, there's just the habits of it. Like, for me, the main benefit of these interviews isn't necessarily that I'm going to get a million people to watch me. It's, yo, I get to learn about your journey. And arguably, you've done some super interesting things, especially in the last little while. So just to hear how you got there. That's big time experience points and shit. Like it's all blessings. Yeah. And if you have to Appreciate kind of it. find reasons to do things, you know, so that when you yeah. don't feel like it in your soul, you're like I I can still go through it. So if you're trying to prove that point of seventy in a row and you're on sixty two, it doesn't matter if you don't feel like it. You can't be giving up after yeah. sixty two straight days. Exactly.
1: And that type of discipline is really what everybody tries to attain but most people just don't because we naturally say you know oh next week or tomorrow i'll do it or whatever but um a lot of the times like i said i just you know there's times where and i used to start experimenting towards the end where i ended up taking my rc 505 with a dc converter inside my car plugging it into that and i ended up freestyling in my car driving and i also uh Uh, The last two episodes of Sidetrack 70, I ended up freestyling in St. Pete on the streets. So that was pretty cool as well. I got flicked off by this white dude walking like because I was talking about him when I was freestyling and stuff and shit like that. That's like, you know, it's like if you look back at any of those videos, man, it's so much like you said, cringe. But I also just feel that's what's led me up to the confidence that I have now on stream as well as just everything. Which is honestly really cool to see plus it's
0: probably way less cringy for us than it is for you you're probably the one that's feeling the worst
1: about it (laughs) yeah some people might be intrigued by it in the future and then i just i my first year of stuff i took pictures of all my fucking janky setups of how i taped the you know the tripod with the camera or i left all the mistakes everywhere just as like a behind the scenes you know thing in the future that maybe people might want
0: Yo, they do want that shit. So later on, when they're making this the the documentary about you and shit, you got it. You'll just be like, "Bro, allow me to help you." (laughs) And they'll make
1: it like for real. Check out YouTube Sidetrack seventy (laughs) X, and uh, you know, shit like that is how I've always been envisioning this. You know, with Sidetrack being now again, Sidetrack is because I, you know, get sidetracked in life, and you know, this has been the only consistent like. uh, i'm trying to change my settings if it sounds uh does it sound worse now with the ac um it's I. Right, it stills all right so um with this in general the the whole thing was it's the only thing that's given me focus and has given me enough like of what I've finally found something that I love doing and that I can do over and over compared to jumping from making beats to videos, to photography, mm. to all this stuff and having these phases. Now I can encompass all that together. And this is the culmination of all my experiences from Twitch. And then, you know, I've been on Twitch for two years now and I've done a, a 24 hour stream, a 12 hour. So a 12 hour stream on December 1st of 2020 And then a 24-hour stream on my birthday, February 20th, 21. And then on the December 1st of the next year, I did a raid set, which was 14 artists that do one hour each and raid each other consecutively. And it was freestylers, loopers, beatboxers, and DJs. And I got another one in July coming up. And then on my birthday, of course, I did that world record thing. So I just keep trying to come up with bigger and bigger events of testing and challenging myself.
0: And on the world record thing.
1: Yeah, man, it was crazy because around the time of uh, March or no, like January, Watsky had just done the record. And so I ended up uh, sort of watching that just out of curiosity of who had the longest freestyle. I forget what I was looking it up for, but. He ended up having it, and I don't know. I was just like, man, I could do that shit, and not in a competitive way, but just like I wanted to do that shit. So I applied for it in March, and then it takes 12 weeks for approval. In July, they sent me the email saying that now we just need the evidence. So I held on to that idea, not really mentioning it. I put like a little uh, secret revealer type thing on IG that a picture of the Guinness website so people would wonder. And then around after the raid set, because I concentrated on that and a few other things, and I was just getting into Somnium, I didn't really push the record thing until about the end of December slash January. And I started saying, I'm about to go for this world record of the longest freestyle, 44 hours, 44 minutes, and 44 seconds. Right. And so, you know, I needed a team of timekeepers, witnesses, and certain rules you got to follow with Guinness. So I got my team, Gadget Jam, to help me with that and they were willing to go through and sit there and take shifts because you can only do four hours on and four hours mandatory break for each witness so wait each witness. okay
0: can you explain that the rules the bit of the nuances there so what i understood is oh yeah yeah you applied to guinness and said i want to go for this record and do you have to like prove Mm -hmm. that you're capable of doing it or something like how does that work
1: No. So they just send you the guidelines. If they needed to be here, I think that they would send somebody for some reason, or you would have to pay to have, so people think that they send them and they come out to do the record just because you asked, but you have to pay for that. You know what I mean? If you want the Guinness guy to be there with the whole suit and keeping track for you, you got to pay for that. And ultimately there's a lot of rules that you have to follow from, you know, the witness can't be anybody that's going to benefit from it or, you know, you can't, stop rapping for more than uh five seconds you can't stop the beat for more than 30 seconds uh five minutes of break per hour you can't repeat the same rap within four hours um and a couple other things and i had to write down all the lyrics keep you know track of all the rest times. you had to write down all the lyrics so like were
0: you doing that or was somebody doing that
1: well we ended up uh recording it on youtube but luckily it transcribes it for you so they just i'm going to copy and paste everything and then just verify that it's all correct but i still got to listen to it all to make sure and it's going to be a lot of time i still haven't even jumped in i've started the excel sheet for all the time and stuff and i've started to try to keep track of everything but it's still so it's going to take like a week's time total that's wild so it's like a college project for real so you have to keep track of who each witness was for each person
0: and each witness has all their own rules so they have to yep. like go four hours swapping in and out, et cetera, making sure yep. that it's legit. They can't benefit from it. You have to now logistically do all this. This was all streamed. I saw it was a bunch of s- several Twitch streams. Uh, I could see it was, yep. like, 12 hours on YouTube. So you have all the footage now that can go, this is exactly how it went. And uh, then once you
1: can kind of bake it into a package that makes it easy for Guinness to understand uh, then they would just confirm it. But we're basically our own timekeepers, and we had to do all the work for this.
0: That's that's a lot, but it's probably worth yeah. it. Because then you're going to show yeah, up exactly. on Google, and they go along this freestyle thing and not Watsky. I have to give you yeah. props, though. I don't want any shade with Watsky, but like deep into his thing, it wasn't my favorite. It was dope in yeah. the sense that he was doing it, but it was I. I was impressed by your energy deep into it. Like, you somehow mm-hmm. sounded fresh, like 30, 40 hours. Cause I, I i watch a lot of it, but I mean, you know, you see yeah, it's yeah. happening.
1: So I apologize. what you've and seen. It.
0: And I was really like, and, and I watched it live a bit. I think I was around when you broke the record. Like, so. Yeah, I remember seeing you. Yeah. And it was like fucking like, it was cool. But that was when I was like, wait, he's been rapping for 47 hours and he still sounds kind of fresh? and I'm yeah. like that that's fire like it's a a higher standard cuz sometimes people be a little lazy with the long ass freestyles so i was yeah. just uh how long have you done Appreciate this it. like cuz it feels like you've been really at the freestyling like is this like a main focus for you more than say songwriting or other elements
1: yeah for sure and that's what i recently posted on twitter man sometimes when i go to write it just it it like bothers me how much I got to sit and control my energy to write. And I do write good. Like I could wrap you something written and it'd be like better than my freestyles. But for some reason, freestyling is more satisfying and just the freedom I get from it is not as, you know, constricting or, you know, it doesn't make me feel like I have to write something for, you know, to impress or whatever. I can just freestyle and somewhat say something for one, it gives you more heart or you can f- sense more heart from it. And then two, if you get to the level like Carrie Mack or somebody where you can freestyle really everything that every line is dope, that which is um, what I'm trying to get to, then, you know, that's like just the same, if not better than writing. Cause I feel like I already have the writing skill if I sit down and concentrate, but when I do finally sit down, I just, I get antsy and I just like start wanting for one, I get distracted, but two, I just really start wanting to like see um result. And it just sort of bothers me sometimes when I write compared. So yeah, it's been more of a concentration since, uh, we used to go to Dunedin lyricist society with my boy, John Diddy. That was like 2000 and, uh, I don't even know, bro. It's been like a good seven, eight years. And that around the time when I first got the RC was my only form of expression was to go down there once a week to freestyle. And um, it just really honed in my skills. And I was already pretty decent back then. And a lot of people always seen that and been like, yo, Sess, you always kill it. And it was like, but I just wasn't as good as I am now, obviously. But it was like, I'd say total a good seven, eight years of freestyle and as mm-hmm. like a more focused concentration.
0: No, I feel that I have a question that I freak like I completely forgot to ask you that I would be remiss to not ask. How did you land on Sessions?
1: Oh, that's actually um, it was so crazy because I wanted to come. I go by uh, my real name is Cesar, and uh, I go by Cess, which is from back in the day, Somebody was like, "Man, your name's too hard. I'm gonna call you Cess," and uh, <laughs> it just sort of, <laughs> and then it sort of stuck. And I love Cess because of how that came about, and. When I created Sidetracked, I, I started doing the 70 streams in 70 days, but I didn't want it to be twitch.com slash sessions because I spell it with a ckt instead of an E-D at the end, and then plus sessions. Um, it's just all that was too much. So uh, for, let me go back to this too. Sidetracked was me freestyling on the sidewalk. Sessions is the Twitch version of that busking and so i en- ended up to simplify it on youtube i made s for sidetrack and then sessions and then it became sessions and now people call me that which i actually like because i wanted to come up with a name besides Sess, but i just could not and i didn't want to really change it if it wasn't as good that's why i just thought your name
0: was sessions like that's how i've only yeah. ever seen you um people you because know, I, I got into vr which is for me the geekiest part of this that i'm the most excited for uh back in like whatever so as i talk about vr i got to sessions and the next dude whose name starts with m that i can't remember right now they already be doing it and i said what they already be doing it how am i not following this person (laughs) And that's when yeah. I jumped on and saw Peep you with your little VR background and stuff. And so I just always saw yeah. the sessions and it just says sessions everywhere. And that's how people just refer to you. as. So I'm just like,
1: exactly. I'm like, It's I- crazy, man, because it's, I wanted a name and then it ended up being perfect because it came about accidentally. Cause
0: I low key thought the capitalized cess part was about weed. And oh yeah. I fucking had no idea it was anything else, but that's yeah. wild what is solarium i think that's what it is because i discovered <laughs> you're on that and i mean i'm not somnium I, I i can follow the vr chat very well but i do not know any of the specifics of what your setup is yeah somnia uh,
1: okay somnium yeah, Somnium is space yep and so it's um it's crazy how it came about so i, I again i've been on twitch for two years and there is this dude Brightside movement who makes beats and uh productions contests so i used to join those and whatnot to force myself to get back into making beats a little and he used to mess with another guy blake Hotz, who does beat competitions from miami or whatever and it was just more so like techno and you know drum and bass type of beat competition so one day he came and raided and we started to get to know each other and i also did a honeycomb beatbox mm. he did um his raid set or he did like a raid fest last year and i joined that and uh you know right around that time blake was just getting to know me and stuff but he just showed me so much love and it was we're both pisces and whatever the case and he just sort of was hyped like me and this and that so we ended up clicking and he told me about nfts in april of uh, 21 come around to august He's like, bro, I've been telling you, come on, jump into the PC client, download it. And I finally got a new computer from a friend that seen me streaming. And he's like, you got the fire. You just need the fuel. So he paid 140 bucks to send me a computer from Cali. And this thing has got like 24 gigabytes of RAM and this and that. And I mean, honestly, like I I also want to mention, go out there and do it for anybody out there. Because if I didn't do that sidetrack 70X, by the way, my boy sent me a few he sent me a hundred bucks. Uh, another guy sent me all these other tips, which got me the computer to keep streaming. And then after doing that, the homie sent me the computer to keep it going. So things are going to happen if you go out there and put in the action, is what I'm getting at.
0: Huge facts. But
1: um, in August, I cr- I created the Somnium space, and I was starting to get into so, MetaMask and wallets. All right.
0: So we gotta go a little slower at this point, cause I mean I know what MetaMask is because I have a MetaMask, and that was the free wallet thing. I don't know, I don't know any of the other wallets i just know i have it and that you need it for decentraland and that i had to log in with metamask or i chose to at least there um yeah. is this somnium similar to decentraland
1: in terms of like what it is yeah let me show you this so um this is you know using somnium okay so this is the web xr version which is similar to decentraland's you know way of doing things but then there's also a downloadable pc client which you can go into 2d mode and vr and it has a builders to create if you own land so with the 2d mode is what you use if you don't have vr and that's what i've been using since i've been in there so i would go to the meetups at 4 p.m every day which is 10 p.m central eastern europe uh, europe time and the the owner of Somnium is in Czech, um, Czech Republic. And a lot of people that are into all of that are also out there as well as Americans and all that. But so we'd go to the meetup and me and Blake would always meet. And um, I started just going and getting to know people. So one day we all went to this one place and half of the bunch or just me and one dude stayed here and everybody ran that way to go do something. And we went to this location that had a microphone. I placed one of my beats you know, it was just like through my RC, the audio goes in and you can hear the beat and the vocals. And then everybody comes rushing back. The owner of uh, Somnium, Arthur, seen me freestyling and everybody was wilding out dancing and shit. And then as soon as I was done, he's like, yo, I'm renting you the comedy club. So then that's where he ended up uh, giving me the parcel that he owns, which is, uh, you know, the basement, which I turned it into. It, it was a comedy club with the design of it and everything. But I just revamped the colors, made it more cyberpunk type colors and made it uh this and that to where it uh, looks like this now. So when you go to it, you know, you have your name, you log in as you know, whatever you create, and you can change your avatar, or you can log in like this guy right here and then not have any can like you look like,
0: to it. Cre- can you import custom avatars?
1: Um, sort of. You can import them from ready player me. So like if I choose my avatar like this. Um, you go to Ready Player Me and connect it to the Somnium Space app. And they're actually going to be the number one place for what is already made avatars. So, so what? what is Ready Player Me? It's uh, readyplayer.me. And if you go to it, it's going to show you. Um, let me see. This is so already cool. locked. Yeah, so that, that, that Ready Player Me is going to give you a universal avatar that you're going to be able to use in pretty much every metaverse Ooh. because they're that that they're that they're big and so when you do create it you can change you can take a selfie it's going to give you the shape and look of your face already because if you look at these right here on the screen you know this is similar to what mine looks like already so I'll just do it like this Yeah, oh, that's wild stills See, so this you know these are all the characters I've made but you can only have I think eight or whatever um, this is the one that i used during the world record thing but you would use right click to look around and matter of fact join me in here so you can show people if you want
0: i do not have it set up yet but i have uh, okay,
1: just log in as guest if you want and i'll just sort of hold on i'll explain it to you but then obviously so you can see what it's like so Shit,
0: i don't how can we do this I gotta you don't think- have to I got to think like...
1: Never mind. Let me just just show you like this. It'll be easier.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I got it. But I want to set up so I can do that next time and flip into a version of this where I can cover myself with the avatar. That's a fire idea.
1: And then Monday is when I do my freestyle cypher. It's been the longest running event in Somnium. That's every week. And it's also been... And what time um, on Monday? 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
0: So all I got to do if I want to come rap is log into Somnium on 10 p.m. and show up at your shit. And I can just come yep. wrap,
1: yep, and then all you do is make sure you have headphones. This is the link right there for anybody uh, who wants to it. bookmark it
0: if you put it in the chat, um I can put it all
1: right I put it in the uh got it, okay, so it's that chat and on your twitch, and then um so basically, I designed and made this look like it, and because of doing all this, I've actually concentrated. I got the creator's fund from somnium, which is a certain amount of money to push towards making your brand bigger and then I started servum.tech which is sidetracked immersive reality visuals and music and you know the basement was just something that came about when I first got out of going to the PC client the first time Um, I was so excited that I started writing lyrics about Somnium and I was like yo we should make a video and Blake used his avatars in front of a green screen within the world to create the footage And uh, he ended up making, you know, the first... Me and him ended up making the first Somnium music rap video. And uh, it's just... It's real dope, man. What you can do in here is, like, limitless creativity, and it's nuts.
0: Man, I'm, like, so... I'm super sold on this shit. (laughs) Like, you have no... Like, I've been waiting a long time, actually. I I saw Sansar in 2019.
1: Yeah. They're really clean looking.
0: And, I mean... To be fair, all of these communities, whenever I logged in, were, like, super full of kids. And it was, like, I I could not convince grown-ass rappers to show up to this shit. Like, Exactly. It's never been, like... And so
1: it's been hard, man. It's, like, nobody really shows up as consistent. But because I've been consistently doing it, now people are starting to come about. Because, honestly, with anything you do, it takes a year for people to build the rapport and actually Mm. trust that you're not going to fall apart. Just like with sales. I've done sales my whole life or, you know, the majority of my adult life. And... You know, when you're when you're trying to get a customer to believe in you, you're you're just another run-of-the-mill company with a product until you show me that you've been consistent every time. So after a year, they start trusting that you're gonna be doing it for a while longer. So again, this is a design that I can change and move everything around how I want to. That's And wild. like I put this pop culture picture up to showcase my era of growing up, as well as just you know something to sort of make it more universal because I had this picture up there, which is a bunch of hip hop artists. I had that on this wall, but this lady was, uh, she, Tanya mentioned it. She's like, it's not as uh, inviting. I don't really get into hip hop, so I don't feel comfortable. And I was like, that's good that you told me that because it might be that way. So I adjusted it. And so, you know, this is like a gift that you put on the wall and these are gifts as well with the bottles and made a little bar with it. And then I made this GIF right here on Giphy.com where I took uh, oh, all these different third-party tools.
0: Basic shit to create, like, yeah. next-level shit.
1: For real. And, like, this Barcade, I made it into a sphere shape through a third-party. And then I uploaded it on Giphy. And then I put it in here because you need it to be a URL link. And just, you know, these speakers I made with the with the square shape and just put the texture around it, wrapped around it. And, you know, since having the, the money from the creator's fund, I paid somebody on Fiverr to make this. Um, this is just a Street Fighter thing. But this is where the game room is. So I made it where you can put this browser on. And when I view in the world or you could view outside of the world, it takes you to my YouTube. And so when I'm streaming on YouTube, like, for instance, you would see the screen of me right here and all this of my avatar would be on there. And then I'll put up like word generators, like a rap script or whatever. And then that'll be like this where uh, you can see the words and people can watch that as it's changing in order for us to rap to it. While I'm in the pasture, you know, I'm thinking and I'm tainting anybody who just likes painting, whatever. So it's like, you know, this is how I'm able to play games, trivia, riddle games, et cetera.
0: Bro, this is wild shit, because, like, this is what my my dream, and why I was so excited to talk to you, really, is because you've got, like, the VR side on lock. Like, the guy who's editing this video after is my dude is looking into the logistics of this so you just gave him like a fucking gold mine but like the other side of it is this just bridges into real (laughs) life as the world opens up like super well because that little tv you have there could just be like a twitch feed to a camera of a real life audience and then that audience can see a projection of the vr room and it just creates like this like simulcast experience of yeah
1: mixed reality it's fucking so and so, so that's cool. actually what's happened bro i actually found a location my boy i'm also in a real life uh group now called gadget jam and we all just take all of our beat machines and gadgets and make a art party with visuals music and like drawing on the tables with paper covering it and stuff like that so it's just um we one time or so we found a vr location which is the only one in the world with that many simulators in it down in clearwater that opened up recently and we did our first show there where it has these uh it has four v. r. headsets and the omni walking platform thing you know what you know what I'm talking about yeah. where you can walk so, around so it's basically like, like f-
0: better v. r. emulation of your actual movements plus they got like the walking pad thing
1: let me show you um yeah, I'll, you I'll show, actually even show you that's um, i g and this is a little trailer that I made for it recently, which was um let's see here. She's hot.
0: Amaranth um, is a whole vibe.
1: <laughs> um, so then this right here is a little trailer that I made. This is what it looks like oh, in there. Say
0: word. I want to. So be this is there.
1: the they ended up letting us use this spot for free, and we ended up throwing a show there where we performed outside, and then I used my phone to film it. On Twitch, and then people were in; e- they were in VR watching us in real life. So it's the opposite, vice versa, which was pretty dope. Right. And it's the first mixed reality show at the basement. You know, this guy is an astrophysicist that made all this. He's been working on the simulator for like, you know, all these different simulators are just computer programs with the VR guy that they made, and it's like a dollar a minute type thing. But oh, it's uh, that was me insomnia using VR for one of the first times and meeting up with Blake and uh it was real dope to everybody was like oh Sess is in vr because i've always been in 2d so it was real dope to do this as well and uh you know we hosted that first show there so that's a big accomplishment as well and just things like that are what i'm trying to do is you know make you know break barriers break the idea physical and mental constructs of what you're you know doing with life and how you look at it because there's no limit and you know there shouldn't be and so Everything I do has just been based on that and trying to, you know, expand my creativity and limitlessness and show everybody else how to break out of normalcy.
0: Yeah, I'm with it. I mean, it's really encouraging, to be honest. Like, um, It's been a tough sell on this VR shit. All I can say is I I, uh, did a little open mic in May of 2020, and I put that into a music video, and that was like uh and not even a lot there's like literally like eight seconds of me in vr footage in that music video but i've been on it for like a desire uh i had some oculus issues so it kind of like sucked me out for a bit but seeing also i bought a rift s right before the quest 2 came and that was very discouraging because the quest 2 is clearly like um the the well actually what vr would you recommend do you think it's the quest 2 do you think like oculus is taking this
1: all right. So one thing I recently seen about that is that the quest two is becoming somewhat of a brick where, you know, there's certain updates or programs that you are gonna be limited to, I guess, or it's not gonna be I don't know. They're probably gonna make it more so like where uh, I don't exactly know how it's gonna go, but just consider that it might be, you know, um one of those purchases that becomes obsolete soon. I can't guarantee that or whatnot, but I would say Vive is a dope headset, but it's like a thousand dollars. And then the, uh, I think it's, um, the valve index is another one, but those are pretty expensive. So if you are trying to find an inexpensive route, Oculus two is the best one. And, you know, just, I guess, be careful that, you know, hopefully it makes it where you can still use that in the majority of VR platforms. But, um, one thing I heard is that you can actually hack into it and make it con- connect with certain websites and stuff. If you look into, um, I forget what the side, it's like side chaining or something right. like that, but you can hack it and do certain things to it if you're limited.
0: That's wild stills, um, I mean. So yeah,
1: Oculus 2 is probably the best inexpensive, but then Valve Index or Hive, um, I mean, Vive is the better versions.
0: And you don't really need VR to be in this space. This is basically the bigger point too, because pretty much everything yeah. seems to have like a, a 2D desktop client and the VR is more yeah. like a add-on um are you able to make your avatar like let's say you have a custom avatar does that like respond to a vr headset is that built into it or does that require extra effort
1: so with um you know the setup that they have with the rigging of the avatar through the bone structure within it on unity or whatever the case is going to correlate to the way that the vr recognizes it in the app you're using so for the most part all the fingers and everything will still be usable and movable as long as you're avatar is rigged correctly
0: right is it hard on structure is it hard to rig yeah. an avatar
1: i mean i haven't even dove into that aspect yet i'm just now learning blender and i'm trying to get unity but um. i've only used the sdk to upload things into somnium but once i do learn blender then i think it'll correlate and translate to unity and i'll be able to make games make worlds sc- visual scripting with uh you know bolt and certain things like that is what i'm aiming Shit, towards yeah
0: so people are going to take music video to a game level where like the music video is now a, a game where you literally play the music video as opposed to it. Just you, being- you
1: are the you are the character. So in the future, I'm going to be making a game called, you know, it's going to be like um, where we're the rappers and we're the characters that come into the basement and it's a barcade and we're going to have the certain cards and certain things that you can play. So if you're a barbarian card holder and there's another one in there, you can challenge them to a beat battle or a, a freestyle battle right then and there and take their card or, you know, you can accept it or you can say no and then you might lose some experience points or something like that. So I'm going to really gamify this whole thing, but right now it's just the onboarding accessibility portion of it, trying to get people into it. Like you said, cause there's I've asked like a bunch of people in direct messages on IG, discord etc to jump in but it's like obviously everybody's hesitant or they say oh yeah this that looks dope but then they never come so it's i'm not expecting anybody i'm just doing my thing and i know it's going to catch on because i'm the first and only freestyle metaverse uh you know, now club. my
0: girlfriend may not love what i'm about to say but i'm super down to show up mondays at 10 p.m if i'm not still alive
1: <laughs> for real hey no, I'm just like saying, for real. real. You,
0: like even if it's yeah. like a couple times a month, once a month, I can't tell you what I can commit to. It's
1: it's late. No, no worries. It's, um yeah. but let me let me show you um a couple things real quick, if you don't mind, as to like what it looks like. Yeah, go for um, it. Um so this is I'm gonna change my screen again. So this is in uh the club where yeah, that's I saw, it, man. It's pen- like I
3: saw MX's fucking face and shit. I'm like
1: yeah. ah for real man and it's like that was a worldwide cipher in the basement this was one of the first ones we did because i host the 10 p.m one since september and i recently started a 2 p.m one for people in europe because mm. i've been full-time with content creation since january 1st just oh, to congratulations, jump congratulations man yeah man i've been trying to you know I'm, I'm at the like i'm at the barrel scraping point of it where i'm trying to like you know get the money to at least pay the bills but if i can pay the bills i'll keep going you know i just I might end up uh going back to the workforce. It, it just depends. But either way, it's been a great experience to wake up with the freedom of not knowing, you know, or not having to go to work and shit like that. So uh, the reason I say that is to say that this was a two pm one that we started where MX showed up, Ryan Bell flows, and throwed Genji is the partner that started me with he started this with yeah, me shout since out the, to the beginning. Genji. Yeah, for real, man. That's the homie. And uh so this is uh just a quick cipher. And the latency in America is real small, like when Throad goes, but when it's from Africa and Germany, you can hear it's a little later. Hold on. I don't I have to think I uh, I don't hear it. Maybe. You probably don't hear it that much, but what I'm saying is no, I mean, I don't hear like the him. volume at all. Oh, all right, hold on. Oh, it's because um I have this desktop muted, in my bad here, so
0: Uh, still no. He's like a one one, no one half of a bar. You no, know I'm gonna play. It. I don't know if maybe I should just play it on my side. Yeah, do that maybe. Um, I know a video that is um that's a
1: great. Oh, eye. it's because of Zoom. It's not uh. Oh, I'll, let me just yeah.
0: I have to turn on sharing for you. I think.
1: No, no, no. It's just that I'm my output for the for the Zoom is not gonna correlate through the OBS. It's just my video that's showing. Right. Yeah. But I could. I'm, I'm gonna send it to you. There. And the only other thing, since you mentioned it, I wanted to share the fact that that video, um, you know, where it becomes, see, I'm also doing tutorials and stuff. So that's fire still just trying to, I'm just trying to show people the capabilities, help them onboard, and just be the, I call myself like the Somnium sage guide. I have to share the audio you again. Boom, all right.
0: boom. Now that's that. All right
2: placement in the basement you know it's what we do we chase it the only focus is the success what's next hopefully we get a whole crowd
1: you are you able to full screen it it'll be like a little crop but yeah oh it's all oh, right you put a crop on it all right yeah it's a little cropped yeah oh it's all good usually i like and you could skim through it. I was just showing you what it's like to have people in there. And the most that I've had in there is fucking, like, 20, 25 people, man. It's crazy. But... It
0: was so grassroots, it's like, man. It's like... This is, yeah. like, literally pioneer shit. Now, I know, like, there's been... It is. I know, like, there's been at least a couple of, like, fucking more conventional shows that have happened in other spaces. Yeah. i followed a couple of things, but, like, really it's mostly at the point where like my man's is telling me like people are still just like
1: freestyling in like Alt space VR and VR chat mostly. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It's like these type of things are, I'm able to say I did the first rap video in Somnium Space, which is here. And I'm also able to say that I run the only freestyle hip hop club in the metaverse in general, besides like, you know, Alt space and other places that are I don't know of any, but I mean, I'm at least able to say that about Somnium and, you know, I'm pioneering that aspect and on Twitch. Like
0: at this point, there might be 30 people that have done a thing. Like, you know, like it's not like the space is super like open. And I mean, and like stuff like alt space is more like geared towards not this because they clearly like kids because it's just full of kids and shit. And VR chat's wild, but it's like not focused on anything. There's an
1: there's an underground scene in vr chat that you have to know people to get invited to that's sort of what i've learned so obviously when you go to these popular worlds and stuff in vr chat that's all the more like commercial popular area where everybody has access to but if you get invited and start meeting people then that's where you can find some really dope environments and people that's uh
0: that's what i figure the future is gonna be because it reminds me um just in a real life comparison to like hot clubs back in the day where like you're not supposed to know like it's almost like everything went from being so accessible that exclusivity is is kind of sexy again so nobody like like if only 30 people are there and it's late who cares Absolutely.
1: And that's sort of what um what my whole thing with my NFTs and what I'm going to be dropping for the basement is they're going to be access to exclusive private instances that you can only get with the unlockable feature in that NFT. Or, you know, you're going to get this card and be able to grab the mic at any point that if you if you hold the MC, it's I call it the V-Styler card, you know, so if you hold that card, then you'll be able to jump on the mic and freestyle and shit like that. Mm. A bunch of utility behind my NFTs is what I'm going for that incorporates with the basement and my brand in general.
0: I always thought NFTs real value was never going to be in the way that most people are pushing it. And it was always going to be fan club stuff because yeah. like as a teenager, I spent money to superfluously be in the Lincoln Park underground. I did it year over year yeah. over year and I got a shirt and some other shit. But frankly, they could have given me nothing but a plastic card that said I was in the underground and exactly that was enough for me so if and nfts get tied to culture or utility like i would pay for
1: a nft that would like give me backstage pass access
0: like why the fuck not yeah. that sounds cool as
1: fuck and so you get the the all these different accesses or merch that i might hand draw and then send it to you that shows that it was drawn on and stuff like that where it's like i want that to be how people get in uh you know into my nFTs and digital I mean digital assets and that uh, aspect, so I'm trying to learn Blender to be able to create all these different ideas and implement them. but ultimately, um with the I was gonna mention something about um we were just talking about you know alt space and being the first cipher and stuff like that. but just to be able to claim things like that, it was um you know something that started back on Twitch two years ago when I was at my boys' uh, Discord New Year's Eve party. We were all on Discord around the world in different rooms but it was awkward to be there digitally but i seen the future and i just wanted to close that gap of being a streamer to the to the viewer because when you're a streamer it's a one-sided friend dynamic that they only get to be text and we get to be the person that they're you know communicating with so i wanted that to close a little bit and this is the next best thing to being in person
0: Mm, that's true because like i mean i look at like vr like it's not like amazing in the sense of real life connections are amazing and it's like but it's not like meant to be that but i met grandmaster kaz in a vr space and fist bumped him and that was as cool to me as if i'd met him in real life and fist bumped him like frankly i don't need the memory of meeting him in real life i met his avatar and fist bumped him it was
1: good enough Uh, and that's what it is bro it's like um it's it's just immersive and it's just the same thing until you go so one thing is 2d is nothing compared to vr because you're playing as the character and you're behind him but when you're vr it's like everything is there and you are the character and it's like nothing can explain that until you do it
0: yeah no like i i mean it looks it honestly doesn't look amazing in 2d like like the way you want it like it I, i don't mean it looks bad it looks way better now than it did but it doesn't look yeah. amazing enough to be like a compelling experience to go up to an average person and be like, bro, this is better than other things. However, it is better than other things. Like once you're in it and like, yo, some of these like video games where if they were a two day video game, I would never play. But I'm playing shitty ass zombie shooters here and there because honestly, the experience of cocking the gun and having to yeah. like aim it, actually aim yep. it, And they're like, hold on. My arm is getting tired. Cause like, yep. you know, like it's physically involved and or you start
1: ducking. That's that's like nothing compared to real life war and stuff, but you're still getting tired to experience the fatigue that you have to survive. Or, you know, like those type of things are what's going to make it where, you know, it's going to be the future. And I just wanted to jump on it ahead of the curve. I was ahead of the curve on Twitch and trying to tell people to join me. Nobody did. And now they're starting to join Twitch, but I'm already ahead of the curve doing VR and trying to tell people to join in. And some people, because of my, Rapport and stuff are finally trusting that what I'm talking about and what what they see on my stream on Mondays is really dope. But most people are still just not going to jump in because it's awkward or they just don't know what to do or how to onboard is the biggest uh, hurdle for a lot of people.
0: always onboarding. I made a doc yeah. file called How to Stream to Twitch. It's about 1,700 words and it links to a video I made in 2020 about rapping on beat with OBS and getting yeah. voice meter and shit. Because um, I'm like onboarding is hard like yeah. my dream i had a, a cypher i was doing on zoom last year um freestyle shit like mx wanted to come but he's like bro it's like i live in south africa and you live in here and the time zones don't match yeah. like fair but like we were doing it and it was zoom and zoom is kind of corny like zoom is i right for this this yeah. is a good this is a good yeah. use of zoom But, like, when you get into the VR vibes, I was like, nah, that's what it needs to be in and shit. So, like, the problem, though, is that, like, there's a lot of questions on how to do things and not a lot of solutions. So, like, I actually wanted to get into VR right quick in 2020, but we couldn't figure out how to rap on a beat because there was literally just... Yo, bro. No way fuck to like with me
1: just because I know that you're passionate about it and we should definitely do something more than just, you know, you should either join me on what I'm doing yeah, and we can no, figure no. out a way to for you to host your own spot or whatever. Yeah, we gonna, let's
0: collab. No, we can definitely I have so many ideas on how to base basically yeah, to bro, me, the me future too. is like what I'm doing now. Why I fuck with Twitch over because I was on YouTube. YouTube was my shit for yeah. a while because I learned the SEO and I was doing album reviews and I won't say I was popping. But I got a little bit of money, so it excited. You're getting
1: me. bigger in general.
0: I got more clout, and I mean, either way, consistency. We, we put out over 1,000 videos in those, since 2016, like on one channel. Like, it's like a lot of effort that we did there.
1: It's all it's all probability and consistency, bro. Facts. If you do it enough, people are gonna take a notice. And That's all it I is. I got a,
0: a few cool people to take notice along the way, which yep. is a lot of pride in my soul, but really it's the confidence, like you said. And then I moved into streaming uh because i realized i should have just been streaming the whole time but it was the epiphany that vr is the future discord is a better reflection of the future than anything else for the people out there because it's private spaces where it's invite only in a sense and then it's all live in real time but it's shit because it's a text forum and nobody likes discord uh is i mean uh,
1: no you can do cameras and stuff me and uh ryan uh, bell flows actually recently did that sorry if you've seen that
0: i didn't want to take away from the call side the call side's pretty cool but like the visual aesthetic of discord is like you're staring at a text forum of boring and we use discord for our uh jackbox thursday nights So like, it's like, it's there. It's not my favorite, but if we could do it all in a space, like what you have with like the way you had MX's camera on your face and shit, like that's actually kind of hype where it moves it into a more, you can start seeing facial reactions again and shit like that, where it's a dope idea. And then
1: you can signify when somebody wants to jump on instead of like stepping on each other's toes because you're only in audio, you know?
0: And I would love to do like this, like this show in vr it, like this kind of shit yeah. and then do it in real life and then in vr at the same time and like that's the kind of like next steps for me is to figure out how to replicate a lot of this shit I, like, my, like i told you my man's editing this he's gonna be taking notes and shit yeah. and we're gonna have to talk after for, for that. Real. but then,
1: definitely <laughs> mess with me um i'm gonna send you this link and i'm gonna get some water because it's getting hot in here since i turned the no ac up but uh so play that link and i'm gonna Actually, grab some water while to cool doing down that, the core temperature st- start the link i'm gonna run to the bathroom while you're doing that <laughs> Uh, so yeah man and then besides that just been trying to you know push boundaries ever since i do like a different theme every monday one will be shout out the producers one is trivia night one is riddle night you know now this one this monday i think i'm gonna do um almost like a easter egg hunt where i'm gonna put little my son plays roblox and he found this one called find the marker and so it gave me the idea to, uh, you know, put little piece, little images around the club that you have to find all ten images, and then I'll give you an NFT or something.
0: Yeah, that's wild. It still, is. you're not even the first person to mention Roblox recently. I was talking to a dude who was telling me how
1: there is like that's kids VR, bro. It's it's but crazy. they got it's like the records,
0: but it's even more like they got like record labels and shit. Like, man's participated yeah. in whole tournaments, rapidy rap stuff, all for like the equivalent of 40 bucks of Roblox money. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like that was like yeah. a lot, a lot of like, where I think a lot of the older cats who are out there are sleeping on it because to them, there's no value. Yeah. You hear the word value a lot. And I don't think people know what the word means, man. Cause man is super subjective and what isn't valuable to you might be really valuable to a eight year old that's playing yep. roblox like my little cousin <clears throat> and
1: that's the future generation bro they're going to be watching us and you know if you want to have a solid foundation oh. that's what you need is the kids coming up you know
0: and then for longevity too if they geeking about which isn't even different than us cuz like i think people actually forget about neopets like people wildly forget yeah. about all these fads that are effectively mini metaverses where a bunch of us pump money into cuz we just thought it was fucking cool or like arguably what's the value of a beyblade or a you know like some of these things everything
1: bro video games twitch fucking everything twitch has emotes and bits that you buy for more than a dollar to spend under that you know you're buying a dollars worth of bits for 120 Mm. you're buying emotes from subscribing and not getting commercials or you know that person it's like ultimately what i've realized with nfts is using somebody's imagination to make them more childlike and then having that immersiveness of you you know like dungeons and dragons you're playing with dice a character on a board but you're making up these scenarios of what happened to that character in your head you know
0: bro imagine dungeons and dragons in vr holy shit that that's, that's what i'm
1: trying to do dog that's what Girl. i'm saying let's get together and so, we can create this and i fucking... swear
0: my homeboy i'm uh, serious on a, on a side note man there's other people that might actually be super cool for this like my homeboy Le is making a tabletop like his own tabletop so it's like to be what a, do you mean? like dungeons and dragons is effectively a tabletop oh. rpg he's making okay. his own shit his own ip so, like, people yeah. be out there doing these crazy things that can synergize into, like, a greater That's what I'm saying. Thing. And that's what it's I think the future is. Because, yo, I didn't it's even like, realize how you could gamify it like you're describing. And I didn't understand why people yeah. are geeking on it like that. But if you could make people... That's what I'm trying to do, man. Like, and if you could make it, like, a fun game of some kind like i don't know how to make it fun or not but like you could actually go grind and like swing my sword and fucking kill some shit and get points that would be like
1: that's what i'm saying so in the future this is just the beginning stage of the basement but in the future i want it to be a tower that you go up like on uh when he's walking up that tower and fighting in that one long shot similar to that but in the middle it'll be a floating stage and stuff that has the freestylers that are sitting there Freestyling in the middle and along the wall along the whole spiral are a bunch of video games, so you could play video games while you're listening to background hip hop freestyle battles and shit like that and Again, the cards that we host, the cards that we hold and whatnot will be what you get access to within that place and Once I do own my own land and I have you know an x l part parcel to work with, like my shit's gonna be off the chain you know like what? it's like this is just the beginning stages, bro
0: something else you said's fucking wild too, if you really think about it the whole card thing, so the barbarian card shit, right? Because there's a lot of talkity talk in in an unprovable way about who the best and who can do this and who can do that. And let's say, let's say you and I had a little beefy poo and we had a little battly poo. There's no way to like (laughs) actually prove a thing. But in NFT land, arguably you could start to document shit in a way where you get stats that are really accessible. And I think the gamification of adding stats like... I don't know who was who the dopest. Like, if there's a, is this a way to create a trading card with stats on the back of it out of artists that me, that just let me, is let me put too you fire. on the
1: game. Let me put you on the game right now. This is what I just recently added to my Twitch in order to do the idea of basement cards. Like, um, you can change the card, you can change the look of it. You can um add this to it plus people can pay for the packs and they get random cards that they can throw down on the stream and then it pops up like an alert
0: oh my so fucking god this made, is so fire bunch,
1: it's fucking sick bro and i made a bunch of them towards the basement you can actually look at mine if you want but um i'm looking at it your right way. now bro you know like you could be like all right uh, if somebody buys a pack of cards this is my collection if it shows it to you but um Kicks. if you buy a pack of cards and you can fucking like, uh, all right, I'm going to drop this card and I want the interviewee to say this right now. And then you'd be like, oh, hey, the, the guy's paid for this. Can you do that for him? You know, shit like you can make up any kind of card Bro, you want. You can go
0: even so deeper than that. Like, let's look at this a different way. I have a documentation project of because I live in Montreal and. I was like, okay, there's a lot of English artists, but we don't necessarily get noticed because we're just notoriously a French province and stuff. So I'm like, let me start tracking all the English artists. Imagine then you could create like trading cards out of these people that would like link back to their music and create like sets like the 2022 Montreal hip hop set and it's just like you yeah. know like just some fucking wild shit that could be done with this oh my gosh
1: that's actually an idea i had a while back roster rapper cards and I uh, just i wanted to do it with local artists around here but i never ended up doing it but um something like where you know you get this person and it shows their strengths their weaknesses their experience points and this and that you know yeah i'm so
0: with it i i man this is this is so cool like and it's hard to find people that are that that cool about like that are that excited about it it's it's very rare for me to be honest so
1: damn man and i mean i could see it in you as well so that's what i'm saying and you look like a cool dude to where i'd rather fuck with the people that i know are oh shit chris chrome
0: editor man is here chris is like that's that's going to be like the guy who's doing heavy, heavy lifting in terms of some of the shit. He's the one who's going to oh, meet yeah? the people to get us into the cool VR chat parties.
1: <laughs> hey, and I'm saying, bro, like I've networked myself into a great position. Like, like I'm renting from the owner of Somnium space. And because of all this work that I'm putting in, he's like, you know, they're rolling out updates and things that are being specified towards like the Web XR. So I'm able to keep pushing and doing certain things. So it's like, Mm. I just feel like I'm, you know, I'm in a great position to, for one, I'm pioneering stuff. And then two, once I learn Unity, Blender and all that, I'm going to have the limitless. I even going to go as deep as learning code and stuff because I want to be able to just create anything in my mind. That's be learning a lot
0: of the Unity shit, like in real time. Like I found a girl who does Blender work right now. So she's be learning how to do that side. Chris be learning how to Unity it up or whatever, whatever. Like, like basically he's doing that shit. Cause I don't have, I don't have the time to do that sharp part. Like I have to accept the limitations of my life. I got to do some other parts of the, the puzzle Yeah, and he'd be doing that part of it. Plus I'm not a designer. You guys like drawing. That's not me. I'm yeah. a weird guy. You got to
1: learn. You got to have the drawing form down first, you know, drawing yeah. um, shapes, squares, how to use things. And, and then once you get painting, that's sort of adding color textures, etc. But you know, with. Blender and all that. I just know since I'm an artist, I can create things. I can sculpt with clay in real life. So once I learn all the tools, because if you learn 80%, if you learn 20% of all the tools, keyboard shortcuts, etc., you can make 80% of the stuff that you see. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm at. Yeah. I like yeah, man. It. Let's definitely talk, Chris. And then uh here's uh You want me to share that the stream loops thing? Uh, or uh, if no, you Chris, want to, whatever. Chris is
0: my guy. Anything uh, we're just gonna get it to him. Chris, Chris is there. So yeah,
1: man i'm definitely down to talking if uh if if he wants one day or maybe if i don't know what he's so doing chris we're going monday. to go
0: wrap on mondays in his vr spot mondays 10 p.m
3: yeah
1: man
0: chris doesn't have a choice sometimes
1: this <laughs> is the link bookmark that 10 uh, p.m on monday yeah and then we're gonna get down bro and i mean if you if you wanted to we're sure we can get down right now <laughs> Like in but, solarium I you, Um I have to set up bro, first. Not not insomnium. Bro. Uh just like if I was to do this, like see how it sound.
2: Hey. I don't know how loud that is. Is it loud?
0: Nah, it's good though. Hold on, I don't know if I hear you over the beat. I don't know the mix, but yo. Check,
2: check, check, check. Can I'ma turn it down. T-
0: lower the beat and raise you. Uh, yeah.
2: Alright. Uh,
1: yeah. Now let me hear how your latency is like Alright if I come and thing, I
3: think usually with the way the latency do is that it sounds kinda delayed consistently so it'll be off but it'll be still proper to the peeps listening. At least that's how the internet be when we rapped on the zoom regularly. Damn, I'm glad that I've been still trying to keep my knife a little sharp, freestyling in the morning to vent of frustrations. I wake up kinda mad. But I know that you can't yeah. be so mad when you're trying to go all through your day. Smiles bring in the energies that the track like Check it man This interview If I had gone And wrong attitude Now nah, It wouldn't have ended up In the business propositions That we trying to kick up And flip it around And kind of innovate And bring in the future When kind of show the people up there that we glisten in With the way that I must be listening To the energies of the universe And be stripping in And show the whole world Other ways of be living Yeah uh, And
2: the- that we given the way that we do it we never live it we gotta get up in the it. yeah, be stupendous now every time i go man i've been bending backwards bending styles and i do it like it's like a pen and now i just kidding with this shit i don't know but i've been kidding all up in it with the spit when i go inside the metaverse i'ma speak it out until my head of burst cause you know it's like the red or worst that's when you end up with a pool of red. you can see it now because they drool instead and i be that one that's coming through i use my tool and feds trying to stop me but they can't like a swat team i do it yeah you know we steady rocking on them hot scenes on that bet- basement shit we lace it quick you know it's just amazing when i start to spit got my homie behind that suit yeah you know we rip every time we climb and let this shit just ensue now every time i use it sharpen up like a ginsu style
3: Yeah, again, who's style, like we chefing in the kitchen, chopping that slice it up, wild, not really that wild, I guess the bars is off, sometimes you get freestyle, sometimes the confidence lets you walk it off, everything is all about swagger now, swagger's about how you fumble and rebound, and that's what the kids be looking for, cause nobody really that perfect, inside the world, the Instagram, Photoshop, filter world in, people be calling up, the reality is, people got to bounce back in this shit, and opportunities not the same, it's really consistency, now I don't freestyle, the same amount of sessions, but still, I bring it, G, I understand. But it's all about the confidence to slip it in. If I'm live, I maybe need a couple drinks. And otherwise, the nervous hits kicks in. And real life, coming back, I'm going to rap live in front of peeps again. So glad that I do the things I do and find the time to make the moves. And coming around the groove, I can't wait to be up inside the VR two. I that to the resume and who knows, find my own way to just make it through. You said you was the first to do it, I'll be number two.
1: <coughs> hey...
0: yeah man that's that's fun i should freestyle more on my interviews (laughs) you know actually a lot of a lot of rap like vet vets like the og og types are wildly like i don't want to freestyle on my interviews i want to tell you about my life so i'm like in a way it works to not do it changes
1: it it up it changes it up and makes different energy plus once you get that first feeling of like uh having the freestyle and the sort of the embarrassment of it it cools down and you feel that excitement adrenaline from it Mm. and then it becomes a little more energetic too you know
0: yeah man i'm glad i practiced freestyle. Yo, two years ago that would have not been fun for me
1: <laughs> yeah that's what i was man i sucked at first man when i in 17 i never freestyled actually
0: i saw this like uh memory popped up uh last year approximately it was today actually two a year ago i was doing this uh we did three streams we tried it out where this guy was uh doing hard style like techno streams and I was trying yeah. to rap on it, but he couldn't hear me, so it was weird, and we couldn't like coordinate. Um, and I was really bad. That's what I like listened to today: the memories. And I was like, yeah. damn! In a year, like in one year, the amount of progress you can make with like vigilant effort. Like we did thirty-seven of those cipher things, so I did a lot of practice. Don't get me wrong, but
1: yeah,
0: nah, it's really all it is: is you're gonna suck, and then you it get is, better.
1: Bro. It's just doing the same thing over and over, as long as it's a perfect. It's not, it's not practice makes perfect. It's a perfect form and practice makes perfect as far as like, Mm. you can't be learning the wrong thing every day. And then say, because I practiced it, it's good. So it's like, you got to learn the correct techniques and do that. And things that help are word generators, punchline setups, you know, just forcing yourself to look around and talk about what you see, Mm. putting yourself out, you know, in person around people that make you feel embarrassed and, you know, looking people in the eyes like there's times where I don't look at the crowd and I feel like damn it like I need to control that more and it's just a natural embarrassment you'll always feel but that's the only time it happens so it's like, and- for
0: me it's like it's weird though cause I did the whole song thing until like 2020 and i was at like a cypher and i'm like oh fuck i think i have to start freestyling because of the practical side of rapping and every show yeah every show rappers be freestyling and you want you don't want to be like on the side watching you know and so i started exactly. practicing but it's mad different than songs it's like the band thing you were described that shit's easy for me i know how to come in with the yeah. meticulous precision do my track understand it like that but the freestyles like i was always good between tracks like hyping up crowds and shit but like to yeah. actually just freestyle and do that whole side of it, yo, that took a long it was a good couple of years to get comfy
1: with it. Yeah. And that's what it takes, bro. And it's like I like I said, when I first started, you know, you know Insomniac Rap? Maybe. On Twitch. I don't know. So he's been doing it for he just celebrated a thousand days in a row of streaming, sometimes twice. And uh yesterday was a thousand days in a row. And so he's been doing it for a minute. When I first got on here, he was one of the first ones I seen. So I've been watching him for a minute. And during my world record thing, he donated a hundred bucks and shit. And just, I feel like I gained his respect on a different level after that 44 hour thing, because he sort of knew I was good, but he probably got like from the beginning uh, as to up to right now, a lot of the beginning shit was so whack that he probably didn't like pay attention too much. But I feel like Everybody in general looks at me in a different light after that, you know, 44 hour freestyle thing. So
0: that's wild. I mean, I know it's cool and I know I'm supposed to be more excited about that than other things. But for real, bro, I saw you was pushing VR forward and I'm like, legend.
1: Yeah, man, appreciate you. That's that's it don't matter what it relates to be as far as, you know, it's just I'm glad that, you know, you're just as excited about it. And it's definitely cool to have done this interview with you and shit, man. And for anybody who wants to check that out, that's the uh, well, 44 gotta, hour. The end of it. You the put, final... that, uh,
0: put that. in the my chat because it
1: blocks yours. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. You know, just cause. Oh, so that's what happens. I, it doesn't show that it's blocked. That's yeah, why. Yeah,
0: because you don't see that part, and I'm like, yeah, it's cool. I've been copying all the links you put right after. It feels.
1: Oh, okay. Where, where? So yeah, I'll start sending them to you. But that's uh, the last one, and at the end of that video, if you put it, I'm thinking of making a picture called. Um, the 44th hour and making that into an nft because i'm just like this like so tired i'm just like you know and my throat is all sore and my tongue has a canker sore from drinking too much caffeine and biting it and just like i went through a lot of turmoil during that time and like i was thinking of taking a picture of the resting moment after the 44th hour
0: and how about what was your final time
1: um i mean i probably went like 45 six minutes or something like that but um it was 44 hours 44 minutes and 44 seconds was the goal that's dope so you, yeah so so at some I point soon, a picture. all
0: the tabloid people will be writing about you breaking watsky's records and at some point that will get officialized and we'll hear people yeah. making some chatter about that
1: and the one thing though is watsky did 33 hours 33 seconds and like 16 or 33 minutes 30 uh 16 seconds and somebody in Ireland beat him, and they did thirty six, thirty six, thirty six. So I beat both of them by forty four, like uh, pretty much almost. You know, so doubled, you, uh, so like you, you wanted to make sure more. people were
0: not coming for your record so easily. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like you're exactly. like, what's
0: the physical limit of what a human can practically do? Before I it's- probably
1: could have went like I wanted to do forty eight hours to be honest, but they didn't want to keep going. So you I mean said, your it. support
0: team was all like, nah, yeah. baby
1: i was like yo when i was rapping i was like y'all wanna go till 48 because i'm feeling great you know or whatever and they're like okay
0: i uh, i but. okay i knew if 48 came from something i'm like i don't know why i know about this 48 number but uh so i thought it was 48 hours y'all had gone but still 44 changes or 45 even yeah. that's like a wild i don't think a lot of people do it i was like and i
1: mean Hopefully, nobody goes after the record, and I don't think they will anytime soon. But it's like, uh, you know, it's definitely one of those things that most people haven't even stayed up that long, you know, let alone do something during that time nonstop. And so, even for me, I was honestly surprised at my, my performance and my results of how much I was thinking, because I think it was the adrenaline of knowing people were watching me and this was a special event type of thing that gave me more umph to want to kill it more. And looking at some of the footage, like I was saying some pretty decent shit and you know, I'm not even the type to boast, but it was like, damn, that was a pretty dope line or, you know, just cause I had the word generator going the whole time. So my mind was like constantly thinking and especially when you know how you warm up after 30 minutes of freestyling and you finally start getting into the groove. It's like, that was like hours of being in a groove at certain points, you know?
0: Did you find like at some point, like it was like, like i looked at it and i'm like how the fuck do you sit in a chair and just like not move for two days like that's the yeah, part that real. looks like awful it's not so much the wrapping i felt was awful that was or like you know the, just needing to use the washroom and shit like I'm, like did yeah. that affect shit like was it hard
1: uh it wasn't hard during the moment but i think it messed up my sleep schedule and like you could see like i got more of a puffiness because my schedule just, I always stay up and shit. And it's like, that's from the metaverse thing of always creating and working. But yeah, I mean, it's probably just messed up my sleep schedule, but I'm better now, you know, compared, I slept 20 hours after the event. And then I tried to go back and do something later on that day. And I had to go back cause I was getting woozy from just being you know, too fucked up, sleep deprived.
0: Nah, I feel that man. I appreciate you a lot. Um I'm not really sure what what do you have coming next? Like are you planning on doing like albums or anything of that vein or is it going to be more focusing on like the ecosystem and pushing the brand like that side?
1: I honestly want to come out with an album or at least a single or something because of that performance and maybe I'll come up with something based around experiences of you know pushing past and you know the 44 hour thing as an album to commemorate it but for now it is building the ecosystem and pushing the vr thing on twitter doing consultations and then trying to you know establish my brand and business but yeah i definitely want to work on an album soon of some kind
0: that's tough, man i mean i find you pretty great with it i look forward to building with you more and seeing what comes next i don't know if anyone has any questions from who's here um with it but yeah i appreciate you a lot and i don't know man I, for me like just i know how hard it is to play in the unknowns and try to figure shit out and how much work it really goes into doing some of what you're doing and it just makes me respect you a lot more with it because you also have a kid like you also have family obligations
1: uh, yeah two daughters and a son
0: like that's amazing man like you know how people be wildly acting like yo i'm a parent i ain't got time for shit and then you're here busy inventing the fucking future with a family that's fucking incredible.
1: Appreciate it, man. I was going to say, on uh, to go out with a banger, you want me to, You mind if I do a song? Yeah,
0: absolutely
1: do it. I bet. This is uh, me and Optic Sound. We're actually coming out with an album.
2: Uh, it's like an EP.
1: We're going to be doing uh, three, four songs, and uh, this is the first one we collabed on. Tell me how it sounds to the beat, to the volume. Uh-uh. Wildly changing, yeah. Just turn it up a little bit. Is that too loud? No, that's maybe until the beat drops. You never know.
2: Yeah, you gotta descend deeper sometimes, go down to the depths of your own mind. Nobody's gonna take you there but yourself. Yeah, hey, sis. Why should I go through the game? How can I hold in the pain? How are you cold and refrain from dealing the cope with the brain taking the both in the same just let it just go through your veins get yourself out of the frame of the mind that'll tell you you off in the insane go off and the these bottles just cash you're tipping the dental till I'm it's not a multitude of fast it's rationing the last of my ass it's smoke to the speed and I catch it making this music in classic to the beat and I blast passing your seat but it's fast taking the dab and I pass it passing the wick in the past Shit. Passionate speech with the glass, crashing the streets and I smash it. Pushing my feet on the gas and on to seek other the cash Stinging and filling their like a killer beat Come with the rustic guillotine and inhaling the dust with a spit it clean It's explosive and rough like it's ethylene, dissolution itself like it's masculine hey instead of bitching, I take me a hit and get rid of the bit of me I just smoke me a little weed It's the only reason that I literally feel to be right and I'm feeling free When I jump on the ceiling beams, start to sliding and spin like a Phillips on killer beats Don't become too repetitive, just go open your head up bit, Flow through impediments, keep on going to relevance All you gotta do is really just stay ahead of it Enigmatic, but I'm systematic with the rhythm pattern I'm a lyric addict, straight gorilla with it But there's no more planners, nothing filler, men are menace No more manners, no more mannerisms, really around. Within your rhythm, so i throw bananas then i'm showing my nuts snapping and showing them up cause i don't be giving a fuck are oh, you trying to defeat that well a person who be living is a human that'll heed that now i'm living up for redax what you want it is not really why i do it i just need that where the money for the weed at if you flaunt it then you really trying to start just to feed that but you wanted it to be back not a frame is the reason i need my receipt back mm,
0: that's fun that's a good vibe I
1: appreciate you, man.
0: Nah, I appreciate that so, still. I yeah, know. Uh,
1: yeah, bro. So.
0: Uh, dude, I, I appreciate this whole conversation. I made a little command with all your links in it and then all the shit's going to be in the description of the videos below so people can come through and follow you and all that. I mean, it's just sessions on Instagram too. Yeah. He's got a link tree there. And for those, because I remember sometimes there's the Spotify where it's not as easy for the old link in description. Fine, So sessions yep. on Instagram and I just appreciate like you coming through and sharing that knowledge, man. For anybody that ever catches this, yo, you really just saved a lot of people a lot of time and effort, which really just means you saved a lot of people a lot of money. And for that, that's truly yep. dope, dude. Like that's, that's that's
1: that's all it is for me, bro. Is really trying to genuinely have the intention of helping people, and that's how I want to be reciprocated—not on an expectation aspect, but just mm. helping. And then if it works out, you know, hopefully they'll res- return the favor, you know? And
0: I love that. That's an amazing way to be. And I really appreciate it. Because for real, we'd be really trying to figure out some of this stuff. And you really helped in that sense. Because Chris, you just saved him a lot of Googling. For real. Uh, yeah. Um, and get
1: with me, dog. Like, let's sit on a, you know, a business meeting of some kind, get to know each other. And then just see what ideas we got and lay out something to maybe focus um, on. Or... I could just help you guys get started. And then, you know, when you guys do build up, hit me back and I'll nah, we'll figure stuff whatever.
0: out. I'm more on the top level production of shows and that side. Yeah, that'd be dope. Chris is on this more technical because, frankly, I can't go seduce talent while, you know, like we got to play different roles to pull it out. But the yeah. goal is to create a bigger ecosystem. Well, I mean, my primary mission is for Montreal, but it should just be everything, right? Because Montreal's yeah. got a shit ton of artists. And I'm like, why are we not all in VR and shit? You know, like, why are we not Well, that's
1: another thing. Like, once you get into VR, it's no longer just localized. You know what I mean? You're actually worldwide. Yeah, but we can come through rocking,
0: like, fucking team branding and look fly. And be like, y'all eat Montreal. And it makes it more fun. And
1: you could also start doing things in the basement where people can click the link. And access it through a web browser and you guys do a show with your phone streaming it and people can watch through there while, i mean obviously you could just be on twitch watching it but nah, still but like, like just it's... to give people an introduction to the vr type thing
0: but that's the bigger goal is to get people into these more private because you yeah. yeah, what happens when amazon shuts down copyright what happens when what happens when what happens yeah. when because people act like it's all good you like but the way people be wildly making these reaction videos Writing's on the yep. wall. It's got like a year max before you're going to have to be in a private space to have anything fire anymore. So that's just. And that's
1: why people are buying land. You know what I mean? So they can actually have a headquarters to go to. It's like people wonder why they're being purchased. It's because when you get into VR and stuff, if you don't have somewhere to go, you're a customer.
0: Ooh. You know? That's a f- fire that's right. and interesting
1: way to put it. Yep, That's why I'm glad I got the basement. And this is hopefully going to give my brand and business the chance to come up and buy my own. So I know I'm going to have a land, and I'll probably pick Somnium and then maybe have others if I start duplicating and investing and whatnot.
0: That's fire stills. I mean, we'll definitely talk more in the future. I'm really excited by this. And for all of you watching this, thank you for coming through. For those that stuck through with the live, appreciate all of you. For those of you that watch it in the future, y'all are a wonderful tool, but make sure to hit up twitch.tv slash behind that suit. It is what it is. The live is more fun.
1: Remember, the homie behind that suit is the one that held it down since 2020 what? 2020 I start, is that when you started this show um
0: shit this show i guess it was technically 2019 but it was fragmented and not on twitch it moved to twitch in okay. 2020 but it started on Word. youtube
1: so remember that for the all in the future that this is where it's at bro yeah man. behind that suit started it this is where we connected to what we built Facts. in the future to where you guys are sitting there watching us right now in that future world
0: going on that documentary based off all that footage you captured earlier.
1: Right? Yo man. That's fucking cool stuff. Much obliged.
0: But yo all the links in description and stuff. Appreciate everyone coming through. Um, Ismail did discover me in 2017, but it was a different, it was more album reviews then. But yo, for real, keep in touch, world, and like live long and prosper, everybody.
1: That's right, be better than you were yesterday.